I told him you never know. I, I feel like you'd like probably care the least about attention, like out of the generalities of guys and baseball players, like you're the one of, in that low key category we were mm-hmm. Yeah. What, how, how impactful was the lack of like the presence of fans and the energy in the building? I was weird, man. Like it's hard to describe. We just, you're so used to it, you know, like you mm-hmm. almost take it for granted. Sometimes right. I got to, like, when you make your debut in the big leagues, it's a big deal. You know, you have the three deck stadium for the first time and whatever, 40,000 people. And then after a while, it just becomes your, your daily right. thing or your nightly thing. Mm-hmm. And then when it's gone and we were in Wrigley for opening, opening day, I guess, opening day in July. And uh, it's just like quiet, right. you know, and you're used to playing in Wrigley Field and People are screaming mm-hmm. at you, and it's loud, and people have been partying for a few hours before the mm-hmm. game. And there's just like this atmosphere, and just none of that's there. It's just you versus the other team, right? And this eerie kind of silence with some piped-in sound noise. They're piping in sound for you guys too. It's not just TV, like piping in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the we have the sound just because people can hear. You could literally hear everything. Like in the other dugout, you could hear Weird. people talking. Yeah, you can't. Me and you sometimes wouldn't be able to have a conversation on the field. Right. If it gets loud enough, we'd have right. to scream at each other. And even then, right. maybe. It's, uh, did it ever feel like it got normalized? That part got easier. Like, after a couple weeks, it was just like, okay, fans aren't here is what it is, you know? Right. The weird part was just, like, your routine was so altered and different because of the protocols and all the safety precautions that you had to take. Like, where you got food was different. Where the gym was was different. How did that? How did that actually work? As far as because you know, most got most of the leagues were put in a bubble. They're put in a place where yeah. they make it very easy for you, streamlined process. Mm-hmm. As far as just staying out of the way, challenging for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I think the, a bubble would be a challenge in its own right. This right. was a challenge in the fact that, you know, we didn't have a ton of time to adjust to it. Like the season was didn't first off, you didn't know if it was going to happen or not for a long time. Right. And then it came out like, all right, summer camp. Spring training 2.0 starting here in like 10 days. Right. So get ready, get everything, get get out there and, and roll. And then we had three weeks to do that in right. the season. So you had that with the, the new testing protocols and the mm-hmm. isolation kind of because you're not allowed to be around anybody or yeah. do anything or see anyone. Yeah. Uh, what did that, what, what did that, uh, I mean, baseball, I, I, was, I talked to a bunch of baseball guys. I, have, I obviously have a background in baseball. I remember talking to some guys, we were doing, remotely having conversations and podcasts. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to Dansby specifically, and he's just like, dude, I've been staring at this wall <laughs> at this yeah. hotel. Like, it's yeah. a, obviously baseball being, I think all sports are mental. I think a lot of life is, is really mental and how you kind of preserve the way you're feeling and seeing things and your perspective. Did you feel like that was kind of one of the biggest challenges out of it all? Just Yeah, because baseball players, you just get in that routine, right? Like, it's such a long season. It's every day. Mm. And it's just like, all right, this is what I do. Like head down underwater, right? And like I'm grinding this thing for for six months, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, day games is this, night games is this. Right. We're on the road. I'm gonna do this. Home this. Right. And like all that, you might as well just like shred it and start over and mm-hmm. then adapt. Are you heavily? Uh, are you heavily routine guy? I think I was. I didn't think I was until it was gone. And mm-hmm. then I was like, well, maybe I actually am like a pretty 
just the thing, the time of day you do things, like your schedule. Right. Um, and just had to adapt. But after a while, you got used to it, and, and we just made the most of it. And right. We're fortunate enough to have a season. And, right. Um, you know, we made the playoffs, got bounced pretty quickly. But right. I think just to do that in that kind of season was a success in itself and totally kept it rolling. Well, congrats on a fucking unbelievable uh, campaign you've had so far, man. It's yeah. been, I mean, as just a, a fan of baseball, I mean, I, I watch less and less as the time, goes, time goes by, yeah. but obviously I, I'm, uh, you know, tuned in and, and know the guys who do well. And it's been, I mean, you were a guy who was what, in the league, in the, in the league when you were 21, yeah. correct? Yeah, 2013. That's a very interesting dynamic. I mean, dude, when I think about when I was 21 years old, I mean, I'm older than you. Thinking about that, it's just like trying to put myself in that, in that realm. Like, you know, obviously being a baseball player yeah. growing up, this is your dream, right? Mm -hmm. And getting there at such a level, you just, you're still a fucking kid, straight yeah. up, especially yeah. men. Like, I feel like women kind of, like, think about the fucking hot girls in high school. Like, they're hanging out with the older guys. They're more mature yeah. emotionally. We're just, like, trying to figure out who to fuck next and get, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, run through a wall, like, testosterone and just understanding yourself as a person, as a human right. being is very challenging. Yeah. Like, and you just had to have been at least fast-tracked in some way. That's, I don't know if you've seen on many of my podcasts, but I, I mean, we'll talk about baseball a little bit, but I really like understanding, like, what makes guys tick? Like, mm -hmm. Why are you here? How, how did this happen? You know, right. like, you know, obviously you've had a, you've had an unbelievable run so far and I think you have a long career ahead, but being, being uh, subjected to, you know, the big leagues and kind of achieving your dream mm -hmm. at a really early stage in your life as a man is, is uh, really interesting. And I don't, I don't think many people walking on the planet have done that, really. Like, yeah. oh, I have a dream, like, yeah, like this pipe dream. You do it, but not only you do it, like you just fast track. You do it fucking ASAP. As soon, really, you can't really get there much earlier than 21. So yeah. uh, I wanted to kind of pick your brain on that. And like, you know, if you could put yourself back in the psyche then uh, and, and just, you know, were you always kind of emotionally, you know, advanced or just very calm and collected? Is this how, you know, yeah. just walk me through it a bit. I mean, I was actually talking about this with somebody the other day. It might have been one of our... Might have been one of our young guys, rookies, or prospects. It's kind of like this. It might have been at lunch or just right. like in the locker room or something. And right. at the time, when you're, when you're 21 at the time, you're like, oh man, I'm so old. It's like a senior in high totally. school, you know? Like yeah. you're a senior in high school and you're like, man, like, all right, like I got my shit together. I'm old. Like mm -hmm. I'm an adult. Mm -hmm. And then you look at yourself now and you're like, dude, I didn't know shit. Like mm -hmm. I thought I knew everything. I thought I was like so, so mature and had my shit together and knew what I was doing and knew what life was about. And I was like, oh, I got this. And then you look back, you're like, dude, no, not even close. So it's kind of the same situation. When I was 21 in the big leagues, I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, right. I, I was kind of just almost naive to it or like, a, yeah. like dumb, but in a way that it helped me because I was like, yeah, I belong here, man. I'm 21. Mm -hmm. like, I'm in the show. Like, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to go out there and crush it. Right. And like looking at myself as a player at 21 and a player now about to go into my age 29 season, mm -hmm. uh, parts of nine seasons later, I'm like, dude, how did you even survive? Like, well, how did you, how did you even yeah. get a hit? Yeah. And at the time I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go crush this. And like, I wasn't playing at the level I am now right. back then, but I didn't, I was like, yeah, like, this is what's supposed to be happening. And I mean, probably, probably a part of your success, you know, not getting, uh, 
part of it. I mean, you do have the thing of like, all right, like I remember thinking when I got called up, I was like, all right, like, I don't know if I can do this or not, but we're about to find out here pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. Thrown into the <laughs> You got no fire. choice. And part of that situation, you know, like where I was at the time, like Miami, mm-hmm. the team, we ended up losing 100 games that year. Uh, they let a lot of their young prospects. Probably a blessing. Right? Well, yeah, it is. I mean, a lot of it is situation dependent in sports. And then when Absolutely. you get your opportunity, you have to produce and take advantage of it and play well. And that's the thing, dude. Like, so many people want to say that there's something. Like, oh, I want to say I play in the big leagues. Or I want to mm-hmm. say, like, oh, like, I want to write in my Instagram bio or Twitter bio, you mm-hmm. know, musician, right. major league baseball player. Mm-hmm. But do you want to do what it takes to be that? Like, do you want to say it or do you want to be it? And I was like, I want to be it and not say it. So you can get caught up and like you see it. Like now that I've been in the league long enough, you see guys that have a lot of talent and wash out because they want to live the life and the image and do it for the gram, for lack of a better phrase, instead of like, hey, man, like there's a small window of my life here to take advantage of this crazy, unique opportunity that I worked my ass off to get to. Like, people forget, like, you worked your entire damn life to get to this point. Like, everything you did since you were a kid was, like, geared to this. And not only you, but, like, your family and people that surrounded you. Everything. Everybody's effort and time and energy was, like, to help you succeed and live your dream. Mm -hmm. So why are you going to piss it away once you get there just to live the life or write some shit in a social media bio? Right. I thought. And you get caught up and you have to, like, ground yourself sometimes. Like, look, man, like. That's cool. Like, you got to do that sometimes. You, know, you got to right. have fun. You got to enjoy life. But mm-hmm. you got to realize, like, what it's about. It seems like yeah. a, that seems like one of the biggest discrepancies, if not the biggest, between the guys who really have those storied careers. The guys who yeah. really. Because it takes so much, man. Like, so it much. demands the game of baseball. And I'm sure I don't, I can't speak on football and basketball, but you can speak on playing at like a really high level. Mm-hmm. It demands so much. Mm-hmm. It demands so much time, so much so commitment. Much. So much effort, not only during the season, but the off season, on mm-hmm. off days. Like, you got to so get much. it, man. And your entire your entire being is really wrapped up in this, you know, in the sense yeah. of not in a negative way. It's just like what you eat, right? What am I gonna do from you know your nighttime? Like, and you're you're you're, you're yeah. really thinking about like young adults in the prime of their lives, in the sense of like health and mm-hmm. energy, right? And you know, trying and also in the prime in the prime of their life like this is very these are the years that you're like figuring out what life is like you mm-hmm. really before 20 you're not even thinking about like right. life on a grander scale you're like what's my day-to-day you know what am I trying to do but like you get in you get into this 20s even you know even up through mid 30s like where you're like kind of looking around like all right like there's there's more to life than just like my tasks and my job and who I am there's there's like this whole other realm of what being alive is where yeah. you, it's a lot to figure out and it can be challenging not in the limelight it could be challenging with no one watching you mm-hmm. know obviously like tons of people have problems kind of i guess establishing their place and who they want to be and their purpose is it you hear people talk about purpose all the time yeah but you know i had this conversation with max on the podcast he's just like you know people saying like you know, if I, you know, if I just put, if I had the time and I put the time in, like, I could be doing what Max is doing. And he's like, dude, that's pretty much what it's all about. Yeah. Like, yeah. all the dedication. I saw that. He said, he said, uh, like, finding the time is a choice. Like, it is. You got to find the time. It's not like, oh, if I had the time. It's like, no, you make time for it. Right. I think is what he said. And yeah. It's true. 
It's like you prioritize this in your life and you right. found you find time for it and it's a sacrifice. Right. Like sometimes you miss out on things or so you know, like I haven't had a summer and I don't know, couldn't tell you the last yeah. time. Maybe after I got drafted before I signed, I had like two months. Right. When I was eighteen. People but, don't people don't think about that. You know? People, people don't realize that. They don't think about it. They just think you've got, you know, gifted, uh, you know, this God's gift. And I talk about the like the dichotomy of sports fans and and the players mm -hmm. and like the relationship between the two and uh, i think a lot of time it goes by the wayside of like understanding the sacrifices made your entire life mm -hmm. and even currently you know like even though you're a millionaire and even though you mm -hmm. get all these perks and yeah. you know you get in the restaurant before them you know all these yeah. stupid things that like people societally might think you know that's that's the shit you know those guys are living the dream like there's just so much that goes into it and you are living the dream like it is, you are living the dream but you you had to earn it you know right. like it wasn't like you were just you were blessed with some talent like you have mm -hmm. to naturally have the the ability and like the mm -hmm. athleticism inside of you to do that mm -hmm. but you got to grow that man right. like you can't you're not just now were you, know, you tapped on the shoulder and it's like you're going to be this right star athlete like, right. you got to earn that your entire life were you uh were you like noticeably just very very gifted athletically your whole life growing up did, did you know was there something in the back of your mind like um something special you know brewing i didn't know if i was something special or anything like that i, I was always a, a gifted hitter for whatever reason like that kind of came naturally to me mm -hmm. i played all sports growing up basketball football baseball you had like, sports in your family, mm -hmm. right? Your, yeah. Your parents. More on the football side, though. Nobody played baseball besides me. But I didn't just start playing baseball until high school. But even in high school, I didn't think... I knew I was good. I, didn't, I never thought I wasn't good. Right. But good and can you play in college or pro ball or the major leagues? It's right. Completely, there's a wide, right. pretty wide spectrum. So it wasn't there. like an obvious thing to you? Like it wasn't like, you know... I mean, dude, I didn't think I was going to... I didn't know if I was going to play in the big leagues or not until like my first major league camp and i had success <laughs> in it and i was like all right maybe there's a chance and i was yeah. a first round draft pick right but you just can't assume anything you know you got to go out there and earn it and 2013 i think it was the world baseball classic and it was my first time in major league camp and some of our players went to the wbc so i really got a chance to play for a long time because mm -hmm. they were missing from camp mm -hmm. and i did well and like i said going back to being 21 and dumb, I was like, oh, I can play in the big leagues. But you don't realize, like, spring training is not really the big leagues. Right. Like, they have the same name on their the back of their jersey, and it's different, the same yeah. guy, but the game's totally different. There's right. no scattering. For, like, that guy's out there, like, whatever, bro. Hit it 700 feet. I don't care. Like, I'm out, here, <laughs> I'm out here working on stuff and trying to feel things, maybe working on a new pitch. But right. when you're a young kid, rookie, first big league camp, you're like, yeah. oh, dude, it's, it's on. And mm -hmm. You're playing, like, it's game seven of some playoff series out there. Right. And had a little success there. And that kind of had, I've kind of finally had it in my mind, like, all right. Like, I can do this. I can do this. I can I think I'm going to end up being able to play in the big leagues. I knew I wasn't going to make the team out of camp because I hadn't even played in double A or anything yet. But right. I was like, not too distant future here. I might have a shot to do this. Yeah. It's a different story when the lights come on and that third deck goes up there. But I think, mm -hmm. like, I'm going to have the opportunity. And looking back on that and. Seems like it was a year ago, but it, it really hasn't time, been. It, it's it crazy flies. how time yeah, moves, it really, flies. Man. really does, especially when you're, you're living a life that you're living. I kind of wanted to ask you your thoughts on it. Um, baseball is, is a sport now in the current stance and societies, especially. It mm -hmm. feels like it's scratching and clawing for, like, how we're going to compete with 
you know, grabbing the attention of this younger generation, mm -hmm. you know, like this, you know, I think there's, I think there's some things the league can be doing in the sense of just like allowing highlights to be free flowing on social media. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've had this conversation with Bauer. He came on and we talked about it a bunch. He seems like he's actively, you know, I think players have their own take on it, but he's actively mm -hmm. kind of making an effort to grow the game and in, in a form of doing vlogs and things. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a, I talked about this, I actually had squints on from, from, uh, from the Sandlot. <laughs> yeah, from the Sandlot. And uh, we were talking, for whatever reason, we got, I think because of the Sandlot, obviously we got into baseball and we were talking and then, um, it just feels like the fucking season's too long, man. Like, do you, do you have that feeling as a player? Do you guys have those discussions? Like, um, or is it, is it kind of feel normal to you guys? Is that not I really? I mean, it's kind of like people talk about it all the time, but it's mm -hmm. like kind of the season, man. Like, mm. It's hard to it's hard to shorten it because then what like everything like all the records everything that everything's based on like previous players teams like, it's all different now if you if you shorten it and then baseball's not made to be like this sprint right you know like we've, we we saw that last year do. we saw that last year with the sixty games like the hundred to be able to do it at a high level. Like, as a team and a player and an individual for 162 games is mm -hmm. a lot different than being able to do it totally. for two months or one month. Mm -hmm. like that's when you really see, like, who guys are. So that's why I think the length of the season is important. So you think, it's, you think it's right in the sweet spot that it should be this way? I just think it is what it is, man. Like, it's been that way for so long. Mm -hmm. And not saying that just because something's been some way for so long, like, that it's the right thing to do. Right. But I really think you find, like, the best out of guys that can. Because there's something to be said for being able to do it. Like, you can't fool anybody. Mm -hmm. For that long like exactly you, you can't but you can have a hot month and kill it but can you do it for six months or you can have a really good you see a lot of guys over here have a great first half make the all-star team and then it's tom petty free falling mm -hmm. rest, of the rest of the second half mm -hmm. and that doesn't happen with a shorter season like you right. got to be you got to be a guy to, to do it for that long so that's the reason i agree I like that, and you truly see who the best teams are at the end of that. Mm. Like you can get teams get hot too for a month and then fade. Yeah. Like a lot of teams are in first place at the All Star break that right. are, are last by the time the right. It feels like ends. yeah, it feels like. Uh, I mean, honestly, I had I had the opposite stance when I talked about it. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, I, I feel like the season should be shorter. I've asked some guys this. I agree though. They're hearing, hearing you talk about it. I mean, it really does. It tells the truth. Right, uh, you know that 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 demands yeah. that the truth be told. You know, there's no fooling. Like, once that ends, it's like mm -hmm. you got the best teams that are now in the playoffs. Right, you got the Cy Young winner. You got the guy that's the MVP. You right. got the Rookie of the Year. That's legit. And mm -hmm. not saying last year's wasn't because I actually think teams that made the playoffs, won the World Series, guys that won individual awards last year, everything that you had to deal with, it's a hell of an accomplishment. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, in a regular year with regular crowds, regular fans, if you if you condense it down, you kind of lose some of that. Absolutely. I agree that it could help with viewership if it was smaller because everyone, the, the average fan would feel like the games mean more, mm -hmm. you know? But that's hard too because like everything runs off of money and owners get the gates and they totally. have the TV deals and like it's so much harder than just being like, yeah, we can shorten it. Totally. You know? I get it. So there's so much that goes into that. But I think the sharing of the highlight things and the marketing the players like that is huge. And if you have don't, to. until that happens, it's never going to happen. Right. You can talk whatever your idea is to grow the game and make it more appealing. Mm -hmm. The world is digital now. Everything's on your phone, an iPad, whatever, you know? So to not allow your sport to share highlights and stuff on, Gotta change. on that, mm -hmm. like, 
I don't know, man. It just doesn't make any sense. Is there a movement amongst the players? Does it feel like that's going to change? Honestly, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have a finger on it, or can't tell you one way or the other. But mm. it should just right. for. I, I don't know what goes into that business-wise or why it's the way it is. Right. Um, I'm sure some sort of licensing thing, or somebody owns something and doesn't want right. to uh, allow it to be shared freely and openly like other leagues. But that's what's going to happen. That's what it's going to take, and mm-hmm. you can the league can say they want to grow the game and appeal to the younger generation as much as they want mm-hmm. until they take that next step, and it's yeah. all for naught. Feels like the obvious next step. Just because that's what the younger generation's all on. Mm-hmm. So if you're, Like, House of Highlights is replacing SportsCenter, slowly yeah. but surely. Yeah. It literally is. Like, yeah. I'm part of the older... Like, I'm not, you know, fucking 18. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm already gathering most of my, you know, daily sports from House of Highlights. Right. It's crazy, you know? So... Mm-hmm. In order, I feel like in order, that's just the obvious next step. I feel like they need to at some point. And then, you know, I think it will. I think I, so it, too. it just has to. Like you have to evolve with that. Right. And I think they're going to. They will. They've gotten better in certain aspects of it and making an effort. It's just like you got to just dive in head first and just go for yeah. it. Yeah. You know. But I think it's going to take a little bit. But once it ha- it's it's slowly starting to happen. And I right. think whenever, I don't know if there's a contract or what's going on, but mm-hmm. whenever it's time to be able to do that, I I would hope at least that. I feel like baseball and hockey are kind of, uh, I have a bunch of hockey buddies, kind of like, the it feels like it's kind of the old, the old man, like, way of the structure of the way the league feels even, like, mm-hmm. it's still, it just needs to be modernized, like, in the sense of just, like, even just, like, allowing you guys to be exactly who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like baseball is taking steps in that way, even just, like, with the uniform stuff and allowing, like, you guys should be, they should be, like, taking pictures and uploading you guys walking into the stadium. I know they're starting that now. Like, yeah. just these things that give you an identity beyond just down there on the field in your uniform, you know? Right. Um, and I feel like, you know, hockey's another one of those sports where they can just just got to dive in on it and let, let the players really, you know, just the modern version of this whole thing where it's like you don't really have to regulate the players as much. Let them – there's most, most interviews used to be very buttoned up. Now you're sitting here, we're bullshitting, talk, you know – and, that, and mm-hmm. the same amount of people will see it, you know? So it's this whole change to a more raw, like raw, I like the word raw, like just organic formats and uh, kind of loosening up the buttons and letting the players be feels like the obvious answer, you know, giving the people a real window into you guys. Just getting, just letting people know like who you are. Cause right. Most people just, that's how they know you is through the, like how they watch you on that's it. TV playing the game. And they'll have a perception of you one way. They may love you. They may absolutely hate you. But mm-hmm. chances are they're never going to meet you, right. you know? And right. you're never going to have a chance to to sway them one way or the other. Right. And so their just impression of you is, right. all right, like this guy plays on the team. I don't like I don't like that guy. True. But if we sat down like this, like maybe you would. Or maybe, right. fuck that Definitely. guy. I hate him. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that's why this stuff's cool. And like I, do, like I told you earlier, like I do it with people that I, I trust and like right. and know and um, it's just the new. That's the way things are going. Right. It's the new way of just like having a conversation, getting to know somebody. Besides, with the I'm excited for baseball season. Right. Can't wait, we're gonna try our hardest. Typical, and like the 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 cliched responses, but you kind of have to because if you don't do that, then yeah, they'll, they'll take a then you, yeah, and then you get you just get crushed. Right. It's like you I see get it. it all the time. See, like I feel like there's an obvious divide forming, you know, between traditional media. And just like the athlete culture, like you said, just rather sit down with someone you feel comfortable with, you know, and can trust that they won't, 
run and misconstrue things you say. I get it totally. Right. And that's not all. Like that's not all media, but right. there's some out there's some that where you're just like, man, like I don't know. And not saying that's ever happened to me, but you just like don't want to put yourself in that situation or right. Like man, like I'll just go do an interview with my friends. <laughs> right, right. What uh, I mean, I like I'd like to know a little bit about just kind of segueing a bit. Like I want to know a little bit. Like I said, a key to this is I like. I was super inspired by a book called Thinking Grow Rich. I don't know. Are you a reader at all? You like reading stuff? Every now and then. Yeah. Not as much as I probably should. I've got into it. I mean, how old are you? 29. 29. Yeah, I got into it around that age, just a few years ago. And and uh, Thinking Grow Rich essentially is a book. Guy back in the day who had access to an. He worked for a guy who was, you know, one of the first uh, billionaires that ever existed and had a crazy network. Mm-hmm. Essentially got to study all of his network, sit down, learn, understood why, you know, what makes them tick? Why do, why do they react the way they react? Why do they act the way they act? You know, how, why do they lead the way they lead? Um, and it feels like it was a pretty big inspiration in this because I think, you know, everyone who's successful and I'm talking to, they have their own kind of versions of the same things. These, these undertones of who they are, what makes, them, what makes them tick and what makes them excel. Yeah. Um, and I like to know a little bit just like about, uh, I mean, because we haven't, we what, met in person one time. Where did I run into? I think Kane Brown concert. That's like, where it just was. Just walking around. Yeah. yeah. Cross paths. That Kane's way, a good yeah. buddy of mine. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I remember. I, th- I thought it was a post-concert, but it was a Kane concert. Mm-hmm. Are you a country music guy? Yeah, I was actually doing a, a sports center thing across the street from Staples, mm-hmm. and um, he was having that thing, too. And I was like, well, I don't want to I don't want to drive back in rush hour traffic. Right. And, like, I like country music. and Yeah. I like all music, actually, but right. I like country music and mm-hmm. Kane and... So yeah, I might as well like, go check it out and, yeah. and do that whole thing. And Good time. Turned out it was like the last concert I'd see for a long time because COVID shut the world down. But I want to say it might have been the last concert I've seen too, or even yeah. played. I haven't played any concerts since. Yeah, it was, it was wild, but that's yeah. how I ended up there and just with some some friends and some people. And yeah. we crossed paths real quick, exchanged numbers, and were in touch and been Hell meaning yeah. to do this for a while and yeah. finally, finally lined up. It always happens at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know? um, but yeah, I wanted to... You know, you could tell, you could share as much as you want about it, but just, I know you grew up in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just give us a little window into, 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 you know, not even your childhood, just your steps from A to B, getting, you know, getting into professional baseball, and uh, just tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I had a pretty, like, I wasn't groomed to be, like, a professional baseball player. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like so many of these kids these days are, like, they're like programmed to be yeah. this and huh. there there's so much specialty coaching and travel ball when you're five years old or whatever it is and like travel ball wasn't really a thing when I was a kid I mean 12 13 is when it first started coming on the scene mm-hmm. and I played that whole deal but I played everything mm-hmm. and my family and parents let me make a decision mm-hmm. and it was just even when I got drafted it was just, I was a first round pick college on the table like, look, we'll help educate you or talk to you about whatever you want to talk about when you make this decision. But, like, you got to live it. Right. You're either going to college or you're either going to the minor leagues and grinding on the buses and trying to make it to the big leagues. Mm-hmm. So you've got to make the decision at the end of the day. Like, if you want to mm-hmm. bounce stuff off of us, awesome. Isn't it wild how you, you know, as you get older, you realize how luck, like, it's all you know growing up, but mm-hmm. you realize how fucking lucky you are when yeah, you have great parents. super lucky, yeah. It's like... Just realizing and understanding, like programming. You said the word programming, which we talk about that a lot. Just there's just 
unbelievable environmental programming that happens to you. And essentially, from, I think the ages one to seven, your brain is in a stage where it's the most formative years of your life. So mm -hmm. like, think about it. You're not, you can't fend for yourself at that age. So you're literally like subject to whatever your environment is. Mm -hmm. And if your parents suck and have right. shitty outlook on things, right. it's becomes it's a, a part of your yeah, being. It's a bummer yeah. for you because, yeah, right. that's all you know. Yeah, so to have, to have parents, uh, especially when, like, you get to a point where it's real fucking life-changing money, you know, mm -hmm. like, and, and to have them not be, you know, as, as bad as it sounds, I feel like a lot of the things you mentioned, like, when you're gearing your five-year-old up to go fucking play, you know, and, and parents, you know, when you have a talented kid, there's a, there is a lot of money, right. and I think I think a lot of times it will come from a good place. Yeah, but there's also but that element. I feel like in order to be able to want to put the work in to get to that level that they want you to get to, you have to enjoy what you're doing. Uh -huh. Like you have to let the kid has to decide and be like, I want to do this, and then it's like great, support them, give them every opportunity that you're able to give them to achieve that dream. But like they, you have to decide yourself. Like it doesn't matter how bad anybody else wants it. If you don't want it. And it's just um, not gonna it's not gonna happen because you have to take ownership. It's like what we were talking about earlier, is like everything you do in your life, not to be like over dramatic or anything, like everything you do in your life, but it's like mm -hmm. a lot of the decisions you make in your life or actions you take are geared towards that goal from right. when you're at a really young age to like even now. Absolutely. So you have to want to do it. If you don't want to do it, it's gonna be miserable when you're not gonna put in the work or do the things that you need to do to mm -hmm. to get there. You're um, spot on. So I think that's big for for kids. It's like you gotta you got to really like it. You got to give them the opportunity to have that like aha moment of like, hey, mom, dad, this is what I want to do. Right. And then it's like, great. Without the passion, you're, you're right. It doesn't matter how fucking talented you are. Right. I mean, without the passion, there's no way you'll achieve, you'll be able it's to just, achieve. Yeah, it can't. It just won't happen. Right. You can be super talented. Mm -hmm. And you might go really far just on talent. But mm -hmm. to, to make it to where everybody dreams of, you know, of, like you said, life-changing money or... Whatever is that thing that you're chasing, whether it's stardom, money, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. um, to get to that level, you have to love it. Like, mm -hmm. At the end of the day, like you gotta love it. Absolutely, just, straight up. Anything when life. you strip everything else away, like you still have to love it because right. after a while, the the notoriety gets old, like, to the, almost to a point where you, you kind of dislike it. A lot, I talk to a lot of guys, just like that's the least. I mean, yeah, I, know, I know me personally. I don't. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like, if that's what's keeping you going, right. it's going to fade, right? Absolutely. Like, it's going to, it's, it, once it happens to you at the beginning, you're like, oh, this is weird, man. Like, this is, this is cool, I guess, but I don't really know how to feel about it. Like, right. it's still kind of weird. <laughs> and then, like, after like, a few years and stuff, it's like, all right, like, mm -hmm. that's not yeah, what that's drives right. you. Or, yeah. like, you have to have that drive inside of you to, to be the best or mm -hmm. to, to get everything out of it that you have. Right. Nobody, like, no, external influences are going to make you put the work in right know? i even tell people like yeah the money's cool too but it's all digital numbers like when you have an 0 for 4 with four strikeouts and you suck it's not like you come back to your locker and there's a big brown bag of money at your, cha at your chair you know what i mean <laughs> just numbers it's on just, the screen right man. it's you and your thoughts and i'm not discounting the fact that like that life-changing money it, that's awesome and like i appreciate it every second of the day mm -hmm. But when you're going through it and you're not doing well and you suck and everybody hates you and they're booing you, you don't come back to like a stack of money at your chair and like, oh, mm -hmm. it's going to be all right, man. Mm -hmm. No, like you got to dig deep and find it. And it's a unique thing. So I think to be successful in anything, there has to be a level of, 
of passion there and an mm -hmm. internal drive and a fire to, mm -hmm. to want to succeed. People are always asking me, John, I see you boys freaking raging day after day. How do the boys stay so shredded? Well, we do it with a little can-do attitude, some elbow grease, and yes, a large inheritance from my father, Earl Goodman. But we also have incredible supplements. We have two supplements that we use on a daily basis on the reg. We're gonna share them with you today. The first one being Liquid IV Energy Multiplier. This is just an incredible source of natural energy. Uh, we talk about these guys all the time. Uh, but naturally, Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier. So on top of energy, you know, one of these little flavor packets here, you mix it into a bottle of water, and it's the equivalent hydration of two to three bottles of water. And if that wasn't enough, you're getting an energy boost about 100 milligrams of caffeine from natural energy, from matcha green tea. And I mean, we use it all the time for, you know, just everyday life or for, uh, you know, for exercise. It's great. And we, we have a great offer for you today. If you go to liquidiv.com and use promo code YNK, you're gonna get 25% off your entire order. Wow, what a terrific deal. Go to liquidiv.com, promo code YNK, get 25% off your entire order. Tell them Steve sent you, but wait, that's not all. The second thing that's on our shelf, hand to God, this is we, we only use these two products because we're just so in love with them. The next one is Aminoline by RSP Nutrition. And it appears on the surface that it's just a pre-workout, but it is so much more than that. Again, you take a, a scoop or two of this into a bottle of water. Um, it's, it's great for weight loss. It's great for mental focus. Uh, it's got zero calories, zero sugar, and a really good flavor. Uh, you can use it to replace your morning cup of coffee. You can use it before a workout. You can use it on days you're not working out for uh, muscle recovery. It's, it's really just an all-in-one amino lean by RSP Nutrition. So go to rspnutrition.com and at checkout use, again, promo code YNK and get 20% off your entire order. I know, I can't, I can't believe it either. I'm just dishing out these deals left and right. That's rspnutrition.com and use promo code YNK to get 20% off your entire order. Tell them Steve sent you. So being drafted, you know, you're from California, which is a place where you, you didn't play year-round baseball, though. You played multiple sports. Yeah, I, I played year-round baseball, but it wasn't really that much of a thing. Like, there was kind of fall ball a mm -hmm. little bit. I played. I remember playing that a little bit as a kid, but travel ball wasn't really a thing. Like, right. you could play your I, – I played the wiffle ball on the street, I guess, with my friends. I played <laughs> football or basketball. I remember, yeah, I remember being in all the, the football leagues and the, the yeah. basketball leagues and all that Quarterback? stuff. Quarterback? Quarterback and then receiver a little bit. You got and some wheels? I can run a little bit, yeah, even more so back in the day. I still yeah, got yeah, it, yeah. though, for <laughs> hopefully a few more years. Still got it. Basketball, I was all right. Like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't going anywhere in basketball, but it was right. fun. And, like, mm -hmm. all my buddies, I had a good, like, I still have a core group of friends, and, like, that was formed through sports. Yeah. And playing with, we'd all play in basketball and um, some football and, and baseball, and that's really why I stuck with baseball. I was like, well, my buddies are doing it, and I like it. Like, yeah. Pretty good at it, but we're all kind of the – my friends ended up being pretty good. Like, a lot of them went to college on baseball, so mm -hmm. to be able to do that, you got to be pretty good. Yeah, for sure. So we were all kind of the same talent level, I guess you could say. Like, we weren't really like, oh, man, like, I'm so much better than these guys. Right. Right now. These guys are dudes too. Yeah. And I think that's maybe why I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm good, but like, who knows? Because right. like, the people you're surrounded by, like, Totally. D1 pitcher or D1 
position player. Right. These guys all went to Division One schools. So I just didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. like, these are my yeah, these And then are my what? Homies. You know, what, junior year of high school, things started to change? Yeah, I made varsity, the varsity baseball team as a freshman. Mm -hmm. And I was the only one of my buddies to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, all right, like maybe, but who knows? Like, right. I don't know. Sophomore year. And then sophomore, junior year, like I was like, all right, like I'm got a pretty good chance yeah. here to go to college for sure. Right. And you start doing the whole recruiting thing, getting the letters, and like, this is kind of wild. Did uh did your level of focus with the game accelerate as you realized you were getting you, you had a real shot, or was it always? Uh, there? I was always pretty passionate about it and really focused. I mean, once I got to high school, I, that's when I started just playing baseball. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is what I'm best at. Right. I enjoy doing it. Right. Like if I'm gonna do anything in athletics, like this is what it's gonna be in probably. Right. And just geared everything towards that, mm -hmm. and tried to see what we could do. And like, I didn't know. Like, I want, of course, I wanted to get drafted out of high school. Like, did I know? No. Yeah. I just was trying to first go to college first. School, yeah. I was trying to go to college first. Well, I was a first round pick because there's a. It's so weird how the draft process works and mm -hmm. like the prospect status works. I was a first rounder, I think, because. If you, you know, like the Urban Youth Academy in, in Compton by any, any chance. Mm -mm. Like, so there's like the Urban Youth Academy. Right. And there's this big showcase there right before the high school season starts. Mm -hmm. And, like, all the best players, I think it was from, like, the, the west half of the United States were there. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm not a great – I wasn't a great showcase player back in the day. Like, I was fast, but I didn't run the fastest 60. Like, right. my arm sucked ass. Like, yeah, I, there is a real difference. You know, there's I couldn't a, throw a real ball, discrepancy right, that guys I couldn't, showcase. Yeah, and, I couldn't yeah. throw real well at all in high school. Mm. I could I – could, I'd hit good in BP, but like I didn't have 80 grade light tower power in batting right. practice. Um, fielding was like, it was okay, you know? I was 6'3, 175 pounds. Like, I had to grow like, the body I'm a little okay. bit. Yeah. But when the game starts, I could always play. Yeah. You know, when the game starts, like, I, I, could, I can play and like be a winning player in the, in the game, but mm -hmm. none of my tools stand out to you I get it. in a showcase format. I was always a pretty high-ranked prospect, but I was never like, oh, this guy's a surefire first-rounder. Right, the tools. Right. So this day, the stars aligned, man. Like, <laughs> best 60 I ever ran, best I ever did in batting practice. Game started, like, hit a triple and, like, something else. Took a bunch of good swings. Mm -hmm. And, like, two days later, like, oh, potential first-round pick, you know? And I was like... All right, you know, because I got cut from the Team USA trials that summer before. Like, I didn't make the Team USA. I played in the area code games uh, for the Brewers, actually. It was the Brewers area code team. Look at that. But I played, like, part-time. You know, I wasn't, like, there's, you know, when you're on those teams, like, there's guys that mm -hmm. they're like, hey, this is our guys. Like, they play every day, all the mm -hmm. time. They get all the attention. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really, like, one of those guys. I was on the team, and it was cool. And, like, I was just playing, splitting time. I was playing first base at the time, so. Mm -hmm. I was never one of those guys that was like, okay. And then Harper was actually at that showcase too, but he was 15. I mean, this is the best player I've ever seen. The LeBron of baseball. Well, he hit like, he became Bryce Harper after this showcase. Mm. Like, this dude hit every ball in batting practice, like over the fence. <laughs> Game started, got him a curveball. He hit this thing like Fucking move all shot. the way into the parking lot. Like, oh, this guy's like incredible. I remember talking about it. I was like, are you like a senior dude? He's like, no, I'm a freshman. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm a freshman. Why do you have a goatee? Yeah, and like, I don't, I don't, he probably doesn't even remember this, or maybe he does, but uh, I was like, are you a fresh? Are you a senior? He's like, no, I'm a freshman. I was like, oh, shit. Like, 
fuck. <laughs> it was a baseball thing, not for me, you know? Yeah. But I also had a really good showcase and a really good day that day. Mm -hmm. And he became like Bryce Harper after that. That was like Baseball America cover, like all this stuff. And I remember that after that. And then I kind of started getting that first round pick, kind of helium moving up the, the draft boards and maybe so. And then ended up having a really good high school season. And that's how that ended mm -hmm. up going down. But at the time I made my college commitment, I was like, dude, I'm for sure going to college. Like I got to, wow. you know, Th this was one day, like this six is, hours. Uh, it's interesting hearing all this because it, it, it's, 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 I always talk about this, like, everything that we experience as people is data. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's, we're continuously changing as people, like, whatever we eat, you know, whatever we think, whatever we experience. And um, it's probably a big reason why you are the way you are. You're humble, mm -hmm. you know, like the humility um, and just kind of the things you care about. I feel like, you know, when you, when you are subject to the treatment that a Bryce Harper is, you know, at 15 or... You know, just the idea of like, yo, I grew up around a bunch of good baseball players. I never really like, I didn't know if I was just so much better. Mm -hmm. But all of that kind of goes into the equation of who you are and like your makeup. You know, it's yeah. interesting. Um, so you get drafted first round, fucking, you know, probably seven figures hit your account. Mm -hmm. What do you remember? Do you remember what, uh, you know, what, what were the emotions? I'm sure you don't give a fuck about the money. No, you know? it was like, it was weird. Like. I didn't, like, the money never was going to change me. Right. Like, you do, but I didn't, like, not give a fuck about it. Like, I was like, oh, this is, like, pretty cool, dude. Like, two weeks ago, I was counting change in my <laughs> cup holder to see if I could buy, like, a McDonald's Chipotle. burger. Right? You know, like, I'd get, I'd get my meal money for the week from my, my parents. And, like, yeah. hey, you're stretching that shit from Monday to Friday, yeah. man. And, like, me and my buddies used to go to, like, all these restaurants. And we'd count out, um, like, change out of the cup holder. And I remember uh, I, took, I took my mom's Costco card and... One day before school, I, I like photocopied it, the Costco card, <laughs> cut out the cut Innovative. out the thing, took an old like Dairy Queen gift card, taped it perfect, and like Costco, you can get like pizza and hot dogs or whatever for yeah. really cheap. You just gotta get in there. Yeah. And like when you go buy stuff at the food court, they don't swipe your card. Love that. You just gotta you just gotta <laughs> you just gotta flash it to get in the door, yeah. right? So like I had this thing like perfect, dude. Like you couldn't tell unless you looked at the Did back. It work? Unless you looked at the back, so you just go and they flash it. And you're pretty far, like from here to the, the wall. So you just like walk in. It's a Costco card. Oh yeah, go ahead, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we used to go to Costco all the time, like counting out uh, change or like dollars and pooling money together with your buddies to buy like a pizza. So you go from that to like a week later, and you're like, do anything. I'm 18. I'm a millionaire. Like it's kind of weird, yeah. you know. I remember that feeling of just like kind of sitting there, like, what? Uh, this really, is really, really think, really think about it. I mean, what did you cry? Like, were there, were there emotions that? came up that you hadn't experienced yet because you know at 18 not extremely i mean i know i wasn't very emotional yeah i've become way more emotional as i got older yeah but. no i didn't cry because i always realized i think like i was way more emotional about my last deal that i did around around this time actually tomorrow is like the year anniversary of congratulations that deal. sir because but when i got drafted it's not like football or basketball where, like, this is, right. like, you're set for life money. Like, yeah, it's a great head start, right. you know, but this isn't carrying you through life. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, this is awesome, but I never had, like, this, oh, man, like, I made it moment. It's a good point. You know? Mm -hmm. So it's different like that in baseball. But I definitely remember, because it happened, I was still in high school for three more days after I got drafted, you know? I was a first-round pick. 
And I was like, I got three days of high school left and graduation. Like, this is really- A little harder to focus in class. So it was really, yeah, it was like really weird. Like, <laughs> even like teachers and stuff too were like, yeah, man, like take your final, like I guess. Um, there you go. Kind of just chilling. Yeah. So it was it was weird in that aspect or like, yeah. I think that was like the first time like people in your class, like really like, oh man, like you actually might be kind of good at baseball. Like you, you played high school ball, but- Right. Actually, you were a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty sure. Like, I don't think I was dreaming. Like, I think I was. You wake up that next morning and you're like, damn, like, that actually happened. I was actually late to my grad practice the next morning after I slept through my alarm and I had to pick up like trash in the student parking lot the next day <laughs> after being a first round pick. So I got a little that. humble pie pretty quick. Whoever your coach is, a G for that. Right. But uh, I was like the principal of the school. I forgot what it was. Like, I, I, uh, I was like, yeah, whatever, man, I'll pick it up. Yeah. And uh, but this last one was like the time where I was like, damn, bro, like that shit's crazy, man. Oh yeah. Like, that was this last one was way more emotionally heavy than getting drafted. Absolutely. Drafted's pretty cool because it's like, okay, you got this goal and like your family was really stoked and like all your friends and everything were really excited. And I was super excited, but like I said, it's not it's gonna change your life a little bit, but it's a it's a head start. And like this one was like, wow, like that's Oh yeah, life-changing money and forever. A percentage of a percent of people that ever play baseball ever experience that feeling, and or even think about human beings that exist. Right, never ever, you know. And so uh, once that happened, I was like, I had a lot of moments where I was like, "Holy shit, like, yeah. this is crazy!" Or like, you start thinking back on like everybody that like played a part in it, you know. Mm-hmm. And that almost got me in the press conference. Actually, somebody asked me about like something like that. I was just sitting there like absolutely man i was like oh shit like, i would don't. i would fucking I was like, cry my i was like out. oh my god don't cry like my mom everybody's sitting in first row and yeah. um just like thinking of everybody that played a part in your life to get you there and driving like, you to every practice and- yeah but chasing that chasing that dream you know and mm-hmm. like, like i said like s- such a small percentage of people like ever gonna experience that or ever like the pick up a baseball on a bat it's a even in the major leagues. It's I talk about this a lot with the guys. I'm happy we're going this right. way. Like, so that got me, dude. I was just sitting there and I was like thinking, like wow. high school coaches, like trainers, little league coaches, pony ball coaches, your mom, dad, stepdad, brothers. Like it wasn't just you. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, you had to play good to get there, but they helped you and like, right. formed you to do that. And I was like, I don't know for whatever reason, it just like smacked me right in the face. There. It should. And I was like, damn. It really should. And so, like, I just, like, I started talking about it, and, like, I was, like, nope. <laughs> and I shut up real quick, and yeah. um, I was, like, I'm not crying. It goes by the whole team. So the whole team's watching the press conference. It's on MLB Network. Yeah. I was, like, nah. I think not. I saw a piece of it. Um, but that's what happened to me, man. And I was, like, damn, this is, like, this, it, it got me pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's a stressful process while the thing's going on. You don't really know if it's going to happen until right before it does happen. There's right. so much back and forth. and. Mm-hmm. It was just like a wow moment. Are you, uh, I think this is an interesting element to success. Um, I know just, you know, I think it happens with age too and, and you start thinking about things bigger than yourself and mm-hmm. why why me, you know, mm-hmm. why, how lucky am I? Like that feeling, right. those overwhelming feelings that, that you felt. Um, have you felt that you've become more spiritual in any way through for lack of a better word, you know, you said something in the beginning that I resonated with and we talk about a lot. It's like, you know, this wasn't luck. Mm-hmm. But you could argue it is. Yeah, there's an aspect of luck. 
but even even the hard work, right? Mm -hmm. Like, or the parents element. Mm -hmm. Like, why the fuck do you have those great parents? Right. Why do you have the the mental makeup, or or you know, or why do you even have that passion? You mm -hmm. didn't put it there. You know what I mean? Why do you have that passion to to sacrifice and do the things that allowed you to mm -hmm. be, you know, unlock your full potential? Yeah. Um. And it, I find that a lot of people, or at least it seems like a trend, especially with guys like yourself who are you know, not lost in the sauce, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> that you, you kind of start thinking about it on a bigger spectrum of like, there's a humility I feel if you do it right, mm -hmm. that grows with the success because you're like, man, I'm fuck, I'm lucky, you know, like there's, sure. there's so much that for went sure, right for, sure. for me. Um, do you feel like there's, there, and it's okay if not, do you feel like there's been an element of spirituality that's come into you through this process or is it, or even something leaning that direction or is it just, more of just like a an appreciation and just it sounds like you've kind of so yeah i thought about this a lot actually it sounds like you probably have too mm -hmm. um there's an aspect of luck to it 100 percent. like it's a lot of it is on you and to to do the hard work and to do the stuff that it requires but like you said your surroundings just like your ability opportunity the times you took advantage of the opportunities the times you needed to perform while you performed well like mm -hmm. the stars aligned for you man mm -hmm. and you're just like man like yeah it's like, i'm so fortunate to do this like it's even i've always been a pretty humble person but like right it almost made you like more humble and like appreciative and like you look at the game and life in like a completely different way than mm -hmm. you ever had because and I don't think until you've experienced it, you can even kind of relate to that feeling of like, you just like, true. you sit back and you're just like, dude, this is such a trip. And you just like, I always treated people better, but you treat them even better. And like totally. you, the, your outlook on life, you're just happy. And you try and make other people happy. Mm -hmm. And like, you're more, I'm trying to like find the word for it. It's of, the power of gratitude, man. It's yeah. Like, it's, I have a tattoo right here that says, say thanks. Yeah. And I look in the mirror, it's like written backwards. So it's like telling me to say thanks for every, right. you know, for every day. And, that, and that's, that's success or not, you know, but I really, uh, I, I, that's why I wanted to go this way with you because I could kind of feel it and sense it through your actions yeah. and how you hold it. It's like one of the coolest things about like having that, that platform and the thing that like it takes getting used to, you know, because like, oh my God, like, like I'm a normal dude, man. Like, yeah. I played baseball. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty good at it. Right. Sometimes, like sometimes I suck at it, but right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty good most of the time. Yeah. But that's like that doesn't. Besides that, like f separating, like you, me from anybody. Like that's the only thing. You're right. still like a regular person that regular. had a childhood, that had buddies growing up, that was in school and mm -hmm. did all the same stuff. But now you've got this platform. And I think one of the coolest things is like you can just make somebody's day by saying what's up, and, like isn't how's that, it going, isn't like, that incredible? How are you? And like that's the coolest thing in the world to them. Mm -hmm. And you like look at yourself like why, man? Like why do you think that's cool? Jim Carrey had a you quote. Know? He's like, live a life. Like he realized he he had led a life to where like people it brought out the best of pe people wanted to show them their best selves. You mm -hmm. know, like there's there's an element to where like the connectivity that you have with other people and like just that uh, like you just said like the power that you hold mm -hmm. just by you know whatever your whatever your talent may be to to impact people and change the trajectory of people not only people's days people's lives yeah you know it's, it's a, a trip dude like if you really start thinking about it 
you're like, man, like this. Sometimes you're like this is some heavy shit. Like, mm, absolutely. And with that, you like you have to do things the right way. Like there's an added responsibility on you to like not fuck up. Like don't fuck up. Like you know, like it makes your decision making better. Like everything you do, like mm-hmm. just don't, man. Like it's not worth it. Right. Don't put yourself in this situation. Don't do it. Like right. it's not worth it. Right. Um, Love it. But yeah, man. Like it, it changed me in that way of like just like happier. You just try to be nicer to people and make their day like That's do everything way, you can and like, some people just aren't gonna like you though for whatever reason and right. you have to accept that too if people don't like you they suck I mean, you're well like they just don't know you is what <laughs> i feel like yeah. like if they knew you and sat down with you and they're like absolutely got to really know you they'd be like all right man like maybe you're still not like me but it's, it's all right like, and and there are plenty of guys who have tons of success that never never connect with what you're saying like they'll get douchier and like be like you know like there's there's a, I say lost in the sauce all the time. It's just. But when you see it though, you can see when you're around it. Like when you're a kid and you look at that or you're younger and you look at somebody that's like, like you said, douchey or an asshole. Like, you're like, why, man? Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But when you get there, mm-hmm. like, you kind of understand because of the way people treat you. Like they treat you like you're better than right. them and you're not. Right. You know what I mean? I and, think it. And I think people like get lost in that in their head. Like, absolutely. And once you're exposed to it for so long, like, yeah, man, I'm the, I'm the shit. Like, Perspective whatever, is. Know? perspective is just- and you should never lose that man and that's why i'm so thankful for like my my family and my friends because if i ever started doing something like that they'd be like man what the fuck are you doing yeah. right now like, wow. it wouldn't be there wouldn't be you do it one time and they'd mm-hmm. check you hard and like mm-hmm. you're so thankful for that just it's because a blessing. so many people like that, that get success are surrounded by people that just say yes to them because they want to be surrounded should, by them. honestly and i'm, I'm sure you you probably realize this but it's really um it's a reflection of what's going on inside inside of them, you know, like mm-hmm. the people who who take that, uh, you know, uh, you could call it special treatment or just people knowing that they have this this gift that might separate them from the normal person in society mm-hmm. and then taking advantage of it. Or um, there's just there's you learn as you get older, there's a lot of deep rooted. I mean, that's deep rooted in like insecurity and unhappiness and, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Just for sure, for upbringing, sure. Learning on the job. Like sometimes people have to live out that life of fame at super young ages. Mostly mm-hmm. musicians and stuff like that. Absolutely. You know, you everyone messes up when you're Absolutely. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Totally. You do a lot of dumb shit when you're a kid. You just don't know any better. But when that plays out in front of like the public and the eye and every decision you make. Yeah. If every decision I made when I was 16, 17, 18 years old was judged by the masses or in the media, like Damn, it's challenging. Bro, you know? It's a whole other set of circumstances and challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get drafted. You, you go to Miami, a very fun place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, obviously I, I know you're not one of those guys who gets caught up in the rah-rah of it all. But how how is adjusting to Miami and being there as a big leaguer and being young, young yeah, and handsome, I mean, young, rich, and handsome in Miami? I mean, being, yeah, 21 years old in the major leagues in Miami is like, that's a, uh-oh mm-hmm. a lot of the time yeah this could go right go one of two ways Is it challenging here. for you or not not really uh no honestly because baseball's every day mm-hmm. and i'm so damn tired after the game <laughs> <laughs> you know thankfully for that like yeah. that when the game ends it's already like by the time you get home it's like 11 30 midnight already and you're like, yeah you're like what the fuck are you gonna do i'm yeah. so tired right you know, like do i really want to like get dressed again and like go out to south beach right now mm-hmm most of the times, the answer was no. Right. Of course, I did it and experienced it. Or if we had an off day and stuff, we had a pretty young team mm-hmm. and guys that would just do that. And there's nothing wrong with it. Right. But I think it would have been a lot more challenging if it wasn't 
baseball wasn't like an everyday sport. It was right. an everyday grind. And That's a good point. Just being dog tired at the end of the day. That's like, a good point. Just like, bro, I just want to go to sleep, you know? Right. And that happened a lot of times. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, man, I got to wake up. And then there was always that, like, for me, inside me, I was like, dude, like, I haven't done anything just because I made it to the big leagues. Like, cool. Like, I don't want to be one of those guys that was like telling people 10 years from now, like, oh, man, like, cup of coffee like let me tell you about the let me tell you about the show man right like, we went out all the time and yeah it was crazy i mean yeah. i played three weeks but it was crazy three weeks like i never wanted to be i never want to be one of those guys um so i try to take it as serious as i could and mm-hmm. while also having fun you need that balance in life too like it can't just be like right hardcore all the time you gotta have a little fun and right there's times and places though you got to be smart about it like, if you got off day next day go out have fun, yeah man. like be a kid and and do your thing and that's what we did how long were you in Miami for? Five years. So 21 through, I think, 25, age 25 season. Mm. And then I got traded after that. And then you got the deal. What, the big deal was, what, a year ago, you said? Mm, I was 28, yeah. Mm. Crazy. Crazy. And then did one when I was 22, like my first one when I was mm-hmm. 22. Um, that one was trippy, too, and a little bit of a, like, wow moment. Right. But, like I said, that one year ago was, like, the biggest. Right. Like, now, there's, there's also been a level of, uh, I think, even after everything we've discussed, even after that, there was no, it feels like there was another level of transformation or just level, the level up that mm-hmm. happened um, that, you know, again, not many people ever get to experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to tap into what the hell is going on in your head <laughs> during that all, you know? Yeah. I remember, I remember, you know, I'm good, got a good bunch of, one of my best friends is Marcus Stroman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, Mark. We played on the WCD. Yeah. Like locker mates, because he was, he was that. number six, I was number seven. Yeah. So, like, a lot of, they didn't know those things. I was there. Just, I was there when you guys won it. Yeah. And uh, at Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium, right? yeah. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. yeah. Pitched his ass off, by the way. Did pitch his ass off. That's the thing about Marcus, man. Like, you want him in a game like that. Yeah, he's, it's like he's his got his big persona- balls, His man. personality, like, lends itself to that. Yeah. Um, just one. Something about that team, dude, was just like, yeah, we were just like, Great we're not vibe. gonna lose that. We're just not gonna lose. Mm. Like, we might, but it's just like, it's just not happening. Like, yeah, we just can't. Well, you woke up that morning and you did batting practice, and you're just like, nah, we might lose, but like, there's just no way. Yeah, it's like, not gonna happen. <laughs> we might, we might not. We're not gonna lose, yeah. and we didn't. And, yeah, love that. Yeah, you know, it starts with the guys like that with their attitude. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's the first time I got to know Marcus, and he's, he's a, a he's an interesting guy because uh, he's a unique guy. I feel like like very you, unique. It's one of those guys, like, when he's on your team, like, you love him. You, you love want him, him in that spot, you mm-hmm. know? Polarizing in the sense. But, I, I, again, I, I, I've, I've had this conversation with him a ton. I mean, I just, when you know who you are truly, like, he, he, he's reached the point where he doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know? And I like, don't know him on that level. Like, I know him from that three-week WBC, right? right. And maybe I, we've texted once or twice mm-hmm. since then. Yeah. But that was my, my sample of him. So I don't know him like on an in-depth level to be right. like, ah, oh, you know, he's like this or like Solid that. So, motherfucker. Right. Solid motherfucker. Like, my experience with him, man, and whenever anybody asks me, I'm like, yeah, man, I, hey, I like him. Right, and, yeah. Like I watched him put his nuts on the line. and Right. No, people don't love playing against him, but <laughs> so be it, you know? It is what it is, man. Like sometimes like, I used to be like, I used to care about like that stuff or mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, dude, just don't even waste your energy on like not liking somebody like if you right. don't like Marcus, like then you just don't don't like him. But don't. Yeah. What does it matter? What does it matter, dude? Like let him do his thing. Like he's doing him, and like you just gotta worry about you and your team, and like right. trying to win. Like right. It, that that comes with playing and maturity and mm-hmm. stuff like that, though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I feel like baseball is a game that demands maturity, because mm-hmm. it's 
obviously a failure, failure heavy sport. Uh, obviously doing what you do more than anything. Even pitchers, though, I feel like there's just you fail a lot in pitching. You, get, man. you fail a ton. They they have the same bad luck aspect that you do as a totally. player, you know, and like it's harder for them. Like if you have a couple shitty starts, like it could ruin your whole season. Yeah, because you let it marinate for a week too. Well, like, it's like, dude, if you got one start, you get ten runs or something in one inning, like you gotta climb back. Then it's like, dude, that could change your entire season. You know, Absolutely. as a hitter, at least one day is really not gonna make or break your year. Yeah, you know, true. maybe if you hit four homers or something, it might make your year. But if you go over four with four strikeouts, that's not the end of your season. Right. But if you go out there and you go third of an inning and give up 10, like, well, you're fucked. Yeah. You're climbing back. You're right. Well, yeah. And you might not even be able to. If right. you're a relief pitcher and you do that, you're, mm-hmm. you actually are I was. fucked. Yeah. Well, you actually are fucked if you yeah. give up 10 in a third of an inning or you mm-hmm. see a guy like killer year and then like five earned, like a hit batter, walk, hit, like you give up one, bullpen guy comes in, Fucking grand jagger. slam, you know? Yeah. And like that's five earnings on Absolutely. you right there. Very humbling game. Very humbling game. To say the least, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a game of failure. And honestly, that's why I think it's harder for guys to, like, show that personality or that cockiness or that swagger in baseball. Because, like, if you play the, the game and you know, like, it's hard to be cocky or have that swagger because you know at some point you're getting your ass handed to you too. Mm-hmm. And, like, people are, can't wait for that can't to happen. Can't wait to shove it up your ass. Right? You and you it know today. it's coming. So it's like, well, what am I going to, like, yeah. What? How, why am I going to be, like, this outlandish character when I know I'm getting mine at some point in this next six months, oh, like, yeah. yeah, I might be at the top of the world here, but, like, mm-hmm. this game's coming from my ass, too, at some mm-hmm. point. Like, you're going to have a two-week stretch where you suck. I sucked last year for 60 games. Mm-hmm. It comes for everybody at some point, you know, mm-hmm. no matter how high or how good you are. Like, eventually. I mean, that's a perfect example. You know? Because you literally were at unbelievable highs, performance level. Right. Um, that, I think, deep down, you probably knew, you probably knew deep down it couldn't be sustained forever but you know yeah well shit. it's like i feel like i can play at that level still for a while yeah but oh, totally i but, mean just no, like, no no but i know like it's coming like you mm-hmm. said you play this game long enough man you know like you just know it's coming for you so like it people are always like how come baseball guys don't show personality or like good point you know it's easy like if you're in basketball like you're gonna be like lebron james is gonna be lebron james mm-hmm. probably every night maybe one night might not have a good night, yeah. you know? Tom Brady's going to be Tom Brady mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. In baseball, the best player in the league that year sucked a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's harder to... Failed more often than not. Right. So it's harder to talk that shit or be cocky or do things that right. people like or think are cool. Right. I mean, you can, right. but... I get it. Guys are just waiting for that downfall. And yeah. it's it's not like you can do anything to prevent it either. Right. Like, man, how, uh, it's coming. How, how often are you... Are you dedicating time to your mental? Like, are you? Are there are there practices that you have in your, uh, you know, let's let's focus season even. Mm-hmm. Is there are there things that you're doing uh, on a daily on a daily like that I just need that are at least clearing your mind or preparing yourself best mentally, or is it more so just go do what you need to do? Uh, you know, it's just through experience. I think like mm-hmm. I, you ride that roller coaster for so long and. As players, like, you always think, at least when I was, like, a rookie, like, your, your stress and your pressures are, like, I don't want to get sent down, man. Like, tomorrow, if I'm in the big leagues tomorrow, it's a great day, mm. you know? Yeah. And that's what worries on you all the time. That's where your stress is, your pressures, your anxiety comes. Like, dude, mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to the minor leagues. Because yeah. life in the big leagues, so much better than life in the minor leagues. It's like, dude, I got I to gotta, I gotta do this and stay here. And I remember asking uh, – like Juan Pierre was like, I was like, dude, like, how do you deal with that? 
like bro, you just like you gotta find a way. It's different for it's different mm-hmm. for everybody, and like mm-hmm. you can't expend energy wanting it not to happen. Right. You should put your energy. You should allocate your energy to like doing what you need to do to not have that happen yeah. instead of worrying about it. That's like a fear based versus you right. Know. But as a young guy, like see, I know all this stuff now after I've lived it. I didn't know it then. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it would have helped out a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so I try and talk to our guys about this sometimes. And then when you're an ARB guy, which I was never really an ARB guy, but you can kind of see it. Yeah, Marcus told me about was like it's all performance based, mm-hmm. right? So you're just like I got a ball, like I got a ball, I got a ball, and like whatever you're gonna get paid is based on your performance and comps and all that stuff. And that's what guys are worried about. But you're always like, man, if I could ever just get that big deal, man, like all this stress and pressure would go away. And that's not true. Is that either. true? No, it's not. Mm. And because once you get that deal, it's like, all right, like I want to prove I deserve this or I want to hold up my end of the bargain. Like I'm not somebody that like, I don't want to be like, I got you, you know, and, and do that. Like, I'm done. Right. No, it's like, dude, like, <laughs> I want to prove like I want to I want to play good every year of this thing. Like when this thing's done, like I want to have such a good year that last year that whether I keep playing or not is my decision. I yeah. don't want it to be like, hey, these I can't wait till this dude's contract's up because right. it's terrible. Right. So that's like your stress and pressure now. It always it always morphs. It never goes away. It's a life lesson in but that. But you're always like looking up, like, man, like, yeah. I could just have that. It'd be all right. It's life. But it's never man. the true. It just like reforms itself into mm-hmm. into that thing. So you should never you should never think like that stuff's gonna change. So are you are you able to, you know, there's I had this conversation with Max a bunch about just the mind, because obviously golf's a very mental mm-hmm. game as well. What a lot of the shit you're saying is like about a lot of the a lot of the books that I preach and talk about the power of now. Like, mm-hmm. you're are you able to when you're playing the game? Are you able to just focus on the step in front of you? Is that is that you, you think ha- that's a big you, part of what makes you, you have great? to in baseball? Like you mm-hmm. have to think on just the daily man. Like I got to give everything I got today to be as good as I can be today for the team, for myself. Like I got to. I got to put it all into today. Like, I can't worry about tomorrow. I can't worry about this weekend. I can't look up and be like, oh, we got six months to go. Like, no, dude. It's like, put your head down. Do this. Like, dedicate. Like, what do I need to do today to be successful? Like, what does today require for me? And, like, let me just do that. Put all my energy in that. And, like, when the day's over, I'm going to be exhausted. And then I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do it again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like, put your head down long enough. And then at the end of the season, like, you look up and be like, how challenging how challenging is that especially with such a long season it's really hard i mean you have good days and bad days man like some days you're like all right yeah no problem and then other days like the game's kicking your ass you mm-hmm. saw your 0 for 20 <laughs> sucking and you're like, fucking want a beer you're in the cage you've been sucking for a week you go in the cage that day to do flips or whatever your routine or batting mm-hmm. practice and like you still suck mm-hmm. like man i gotta find a way right now like mm-hmm. i gotta i gotta make this work and so it's challenging. All this stuff's so easy to talk about, but to actually practice it is a Absolutely. whole another whole another thing. But I was talking to some guys in the league and other guys and just being around it. And it's like the way you evaluate success as a as a player and a hitter should be different. Like you shouldn't be mm. it shouldn't be like counting stats. Like it's gonna you're gonna go crazy. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna ride that roller coaster and at the end of the year you're just gonna be like spent, right? Like the way you should evaluate success in, in baseball is like, hey man, like did I swing at a strike? Did I swing at a good pitch? Yeah. Was my approach good? Yeah. Like, did I hit the ball hard? All yeah. controllables in baseball. Right. So much of baseball is out of your hands. Like you could right. hit the ball 120 miles an hour, but if a guy with a glove standing there, technically that's considered a failure. Mm-hmm. Or if your bat is detonated into 80 pieces at home plate and there's two guys on and it's a flare into the outfield and mm-hmm. you score two runs, mm-hmm. 
Like that's a success. success. Yeah. But one of those over the course of 162 games is going to translate to a lot of success, mm -hmm. and the other one's not. Right. And so, it's easier for your sanity and for you to like go to sleep at night right. when you're playing bad if you can quantify if you had a good day or a bad day based on like right. controllable things. Right. And like I right. didn't, I didn't used to do that. Mm. And when did that happen? Just like in the last couple of years when you're just, and like I said, this is one of those things that's easier to said oh, totally. than done because like. I mean, dude, this is hard for regular people. Right. Like well, you just need, in their lives of right. like focusing on being present and not worrying about the next thing or worrying. Right. You know, but like, for in baseball to succeed and to like get a contract and to stay in the game, like you need those counting stats. But the way totally. baseball is evaluated now is like you can hit a fake 300 now. Mm. You know, mm. you can, they have all that, like your, your expected batting average, your, um, whatever, launch angle, hard hit rate, mm -hmm. all that stuff. So they can be like, all right, this is a legit 300 or like, do you like looking at, fake. do you like understanding the numbers? Yes and no, but this is the way the game's evaluated now. So like right. fans are going to judge you probably off what the scoreboard says. Right. But the people that run baseball teams in, in the game, mm -hmm. they don't judge you kind of based off the scoreboard. Right. Maybe for awards and stuff, you'll be like, if you had a good year like that, then right. that's how you get judged for that. But as right. far as getting paid or getting moved up in the minor leagues or do you get your extension, do you not? It's all based on this, these analytics and right. certain sets of numbers that are, you can't really fool them. So why you should evaluate yourself based on that? Because right. it's all controllable things. Right. And it's like mental warfare for like young guys in the game. Cause like everybody wants them, including myself, dude, I will take the, I will take my bat being in 50 pieces for a, a knock and two RBIs mm -hmm. every day of the week over lining out as a center fielder mm -hmm. every time. Really? I'm, I'm sure. So even like, so. Cause it's not going to happen every time, but like right. if, if you want this outcome or you want that outcome. Right. Like, of course I want the success and the, right. and for us to be winning. But, right the hard hit ball is going to translate to success more often than not. Like right. as a pitcher, you'd much rather that guy line out than, totally. than you know, make Absolutely. a nasty pitch and you execute what you're trying to do and he gets a flare single. Like, dude, like, you off you're just more. like, no, dude. Like, yeah, I know I did my job. I know that's a, over the long term. Like that's going to mm -hmm. equal success. But you're like, dude, no. Yeah. The moral, the moral wins don't really mean anything in the moment. It's about the fucking... Right, so that's why that stuff's harder to practice than say. Because right. you can say it, and like that's the correct way to look at it, 100%. Right. Right. But it's really hard, especially when you're grinding. But I think it'll help you grind a little bit less if you look at that. Because at the end of the day, you can evaluate your day. Like, all right, I did a good right. job, or I fucked this up. Or Are you able to, are you able, do you even think about this? Are you able to separate baseball in your life? Yeah, I feel like I live two different lives. I feel like I live my baseball season So if life. you suck... For two weeks straight. Yeah. Well, last season. Yeah. What was your mental like? At the field, it's a grind, man. Like, mm -hmm. You're just like, dude, damn. Right. You know? Right. It's just beating you yeah, down. it's normal. You're trying. Like, you're giving everything to it, and you're trying to make turn it around. It's right. just like, it's just not happening for me. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't feel the same. Like, it just, right. game wasn't cooperating, which happens sometimes. Right. But I always feel like, good or bad, once you shower and you put your street clothes on, that shit's over. Wash off the Like, bullshit. stay in your uniform as long as you need, yeah. like, to get the game over. Like, good or bad. Like you want to enjoy You want to enjoy the game? Cool. Like, we can kick it like this in the locker room, and you can enjoy that game that you just had. You balled out. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Once you shower, put your street clothes on, like, 
on to tomorrow. Mm. And same when you do bad. Like mm-hmm. I've had some I've had some really awesome days in the major leagues, like really high highs. Yeah. And even highs that some people haven't experienced or won't experience, like high ass highs. Oh yeah. And some pretty low lows, man. Mm. You know, where you're just sitting there at your locker just like Rethinking your entire life. What am That's I doing? Sometimes you're what just am I like, doing dude, <laughs> what just happened, bro? You know, yeah. like you just got embarrassed in front of so many people and you sucked and you've been bad for so long. Mm-hmm. But once you shower, man, it's back to that optimism. It's like, hey, tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow's going to be better. And like, I don't know, maybe you got to be like mentally insane to be that way. And maybe like I a little am delusion. in a way. Like, yeah. But that's what it takes. That's what it takes. And like, I found like that's what works for me, man. It's like, I can't take it home with you, good or bad. Right. You just got to be yourself at home, away right. from the field, with your friends, your family. I mean, dude, it's challenging. Yeah, bro. and it then is. when you clock in, like, you clock in and you're back to work that day. Right. But once it's over, it's over, man. I mean, dude, it's challenging for people in the, the office job who are getting their ass kicked at work mm-hmm. to not bring it home and be a douche to the guy, you know, the cashier because he's taking forever. You know, that bad energy where you're just in mm-hmm. a bad mood and traffic and your wife or whatever it is, like, you know, I'd f- even as simple as I have no pressure. I'm making I'm making songs in my room. You know, like, mm-hmm. but if I don't like what I've done creatively the past week, I'll notice. I'll take inventory and be like, oh, my my mood is horseshit. Mm-hmm. Generally, right. like there's a and then when I'm like making some cool shit and I like my creative <laughs> right. w- direction, oh man, I'm flying high. And it's and and that's even me knowing. Like I put mm-hmm. a lot of emphasis on the mind and. But and, you can't be perfect either. No. Like I feel like. Because it's almost a conscious choice to make that decision to leave it wherever it's at. Mm-hmm. You have to be like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And right. like, leave it there. Or you have to check yourself at some point and be like, no, nah, like, I don't like doing this. Like, I brought it home, and I don't like it, so I'm never doing that again. Right. right? Or, like, I was a dick to the guy bagging groceries. Or I was an asshole mm-hmm. to this person or mm-hmm. whatever. And, like, you got to feel so bad about it afterwards, yeah. too. Where you're like, what is wrong with you, man? That's like, self-awareness. Like, so check powerful. yourself, you know? Yeah. And then you just, like, don't do it again. Right. Or like you're like, dude, like I want to go find that guy. Dude, I'm so sorry. Right. I was just having this fucking terrible day. But you're human too, and you can't be perfect, and you can't beat yourself up over that either. Totally. But it's a conscious decision. Like you gotta just mm-hmm. take the time and mm-hmm. okay, all right, man. Like this is where this is work. This is my personal life. Like, mm-hmm. There has to be this healthy balance, or you're just gonna you're right. gonna drive yourself crazy. Right. What are have you had? A, you know, with a life that you've had so far, just Obviously, the achievements probably superseded things that you even imagined growing up. Are there, have there been hardships in your life that have shaped who you are as much as the successes? Or, you know, like, I like asking this question because I feel like both of them are equally powerful. And they're mm-hmm. both, you know, could be equally detrimental as well. Like, sometimes successes kill people mm-hmm. in the sense of their psyche and right. how they're seeing things. And also... Hardships can kill people, but I've also mm-hmm. learned myself personally and and just through all the conversations I've had that they can be unbelievably eye-opening and percep- pers- you know, perspective-shifting in a positive way. Uh, when you look back at your life, I mean, like I said, you've had tons of successes and these wins that you probably couldn't even fathom having those wins. Are there hardships in your life that you look back at and be like, you know, thank God that happened the way it did? Or has it been kind of, have you had more or less, you know, kind of a stability going through? Have there been, have there um, been moments I feel where... like it's, like, subjective, you know, like, hardships. Like, somebody's hardship, like, what you think is a hardship is not a hardship compared to somebody else. It's, like, a, it's a weird 
it's a weird perspective to have and like getting to know other people and you know like what you think is a hardship absolutely like, damn bro like that's a hardship absolutely and so with like that perspective i i feel like i've had a pretty i've been pretty fortunate mm-hmm. um yeah like you said to be here totally. and be in this this position it, yeah of course like i've had things in my life that haven't gone according to plan or mm-hmm. like things that sucked but mm-hmm. just like knowing people or like getting to know friends or whoever talking to others you're like damn mm-hmm. bro like that's a hardship like if that happened to me like it probably would have buckled it, it like probably would have buckled me like i don't know how you like wake up in the morning sometimes mm-hmm. you know absolutely and you're oh, just like and then it like, makes you appreciate what you have so much more because you're like dude like man it kind of checks you it gives you that reality check like even when you're in those funks or like like you said like you're, you're having a shitty day at work making mm-hmm. songs or i'm mm-hmm. playing baseball hitting a mm-hmm. hitting a piece of leather with a stick you know it like puts it in perspective like Absolutely. that you know and um you're like bro like i'm so fortunate like what is, you have a you're having a bad day why because you you know you're playing mm-hmm. baseball and it's not going well mm-hmm. like too fucking bad man suck it up you'll be fine like mm-hmm. that's not a problem yeah so and you have a lot of these, real problems you have a lot of you, know? you it seems like you have a lot of these kind of innately in you these checks and balances on yourself yeah, I mean, my brother, so I guess an example, like my brother was in the military, he's in the Marine Corps, and like, they're out in the field for two weeks, you dig a hole and you live in it for two weeks, you know, and that's your house. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm in the big leagues, you go 0 for 5 with a couple strikeouts and you're going to check in at the hotel room at the Ritz-Carlton. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, oh, I had a bad day today, cool. you know? Yeah. When your brother's eating stuff out of a, you know, a packet, you know, an MRE put add water stir really that good. shit up and house it you know mm-hmm. so you're gonna be like oh man poor me like i had a bad day today no because mm-hmm. everybody him and everybody with him will take your bad day every day absolutely you know so you need checks and perspective like that to mm-hmm. like look man you gotta be fortunate appreciate what you have does it suck sometimes like of course like the, you well, want you want to do well and you want to succeed and people expect things out of you that's really cool but sometimes like that like that perspective always helps mm-hmm. like it helped me a lot when he was in the marine he's out now and doing the college thing but that helped me a lot like through, yeah like, i think i'm having a bad day or like this sucks bro yeah. like I'm, I'm you know it's like oh, absolutely really? that shit sucked absolutely like, no yeah i mean that's why i ask i for me it's it's been it's been huge i go i actually had to go out of my way to adjust my perspective and look for things and then once once i started to realize like i one i would just take inventory of myself and how i felt and i realized well this is this is slowly like really helping my perspective just Mm -hmm. looking around for that it comes with age and experience though Mm -hmm. you're not going to always have you're not going to have that perspective right away like at 16 years old you're not going to have that perspective because you haven't experienced life that you think you have but you haven't right and so the more people you get to meet experiences that you have i think that starts to slowly form in you and like the way you look at the world and life and absolutely just all that stuff yeah so when you uh we had talked about it a little bit uh yeah, we got tw- off track big time <laughs> we did no, that's what we do yeah. anyway it's fine the, the 2018 season yeah um just go banana land mm-hmm. you know uh and i'm sure it felt like everything was going your way at all times you know and it's, it's an unbelievable it's an unbelievable like access point um, to get to in your life in general, no matter what you do, but especially in a sport like baseball and a profession where 
tons of people are watching, you mm -hmm. know, and there's tons of money on the line and things that you can do for your family. What, uh, put yourself back there a little bit. Like, what the hell was going on in your head? I mean, so I always kind of had a feeling that that kind of player was inside me. Like, it never, it would manifest itself for a week at a time, maybe a game mm. or a swing mm. or a batting practice. Mm. But I could never consistently do it when the games. I was always a pretty good player. I was a solid player in Miami. Yeah. You know, I was a 285, a 300 hitter with 15 to 20 homers and yeah. like 70-ish RBIs, 80 mm -hmm. RBIs. Pretty hard to do that in the big leagues. I was Very pretty, hard. I was a pretty good player. And, like, that's a really – you can make a great career and you can stick around the game for a long time if you just do that all the time. Mm -hmm. But I always knew, like, inside of me, I was like, I can be better. Like, I've done this in stretches where I was like, I can just – if I could ever just put this all together one day, mm. then maybe – we'd be working with something here. Like I always felt that in my heart of hearts and I was never very outspoken to people about it. Don't need to be. But like, I just knew, like I was never out there being like, God, like one day, like I'm going to ball. It's like, no, nah, I never told anybody. It was just in there like, dude, like, fuck man. Like how come it just like comes and goes like that or I can't mm. get to it or. Interesting. But I think you learn at, in your career and this is why I was so fortunate to be in the big leagues at such a young age. It's like, I got like on the job training where I, you know, if I was playing for a team at the time that was making a run at the World Series or in contention, like, I'm probably not in the big leagues that, that young. Mm -hmm. You got to be way more polished because, like, oh, when you get called up, it's like, hey, man, you got to produce and you got to produce at a high level on a championship team. Yeah. And I was just like. Or you're, or you're out. Or you're out. Or yeah. Or you might not even get the opportunity because, like, right. we're, not, we're not even going to see what this young guy has. We got to go with the veteran guy because we got, right. we're going for it. Mm -hmm. And that happens all the time. But I was in a position where I was like, hey, man, like, learn on the job. And so I kind of learned what made me, made me good, what, what I did when I, when I had some struggles. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to be around Mattingly a lot, Barry, and... That's pretty in, fucking cool. In 2018, and so I learned stuff from all of them. And in 2018, like I made the all-star team in the first half. I had a pretty good first half. And I was kind of struggling going into the, the break, though. Mm. I, I wasn't feeling great at the plate. Mm. I was like, whatever, man. It's like a, it's a probably 100 games in. Like, you're just grinding to that break. Right. Made the game. Which is a huge Right. Which is my, it was my first time being an all-star. So, it was like, I was pretty stoked on it. I was like, yeah, this is pretty course. sick, dude. Like, I've, I never thought I'd be an all-star. I went to the 2010 all-star game at Angel Stadium after I got drafted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and someone's like, yeah, man, if you're ever out there, you're going to have to, like, video it and, like, experience it. I'm never out there. I'm never going to be an all-star. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I'm just trying to be in the, I'm trying to make it to the big leagues first, you know? Crazy. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to the All-Star game. This is really cool. And just took in everything, you know, just all the experiences, the home run derby, played in the game. Actually had a homer in that game. Which, sorry, sorry for partying? Yeah, you know, my bad. I closed my eyes and I <laughs> threw it off my bat. And like, I was like, oh, my God, there's a homer. That's and just sick. like running around the bases, like, holy shit, I just hit a homer in the All-Star game. Wow. And, uh, but that didn't, that didn't have any translation. Like a lot of people think like that homer somehow like put me – in the zone for the second half and like the all-star game you have the home run derby the game the next day is usually like a travel day to get to either back to your home city to open up the second half or go to wherever you're going to be and then mm -hmm. there's like another off day mm -hmm. where usually it's an optional workout day for guys that didn't play in the game or guys that are coming back from wherever they went on the all-star break you do like mm -hmm. a bp and throw again and mm -hmm. do that whole deal and I was, I was like, man, like I didn't feel great going in the second half. Like I felt good in the All Star game because you got all that adrenaline and 
I hit a homer. I was like, man, like, I just want to see, like, why, what do I do when I'm, like, having success and, like, driving the ball? And, like, I kind of had, a, like, a picture in my head, and I was just sitting there. I was living by myself at the time and just, like, all right, man, like, where's my iPad, like, going on there and, like, looking up old videos, like, looking at times when I drove the ball. Mm. Like, are there any, like, consistencies here? Like, what is it? Why do I hit a homer on this pitch right now? And then a couple frames later, I'm smothering this thing and hitting the second baseman a fungo right now. <laughs> you know, like what what is going on? Yeah. And like I just found like I was getting in this position to hit and like give myself a chance. Mm. And I was like, if I could just do that all the time. And like I was pretty spread out at the time. Like my stance, like stance was, adjustment. My stance was pretty wide, right? Mm-hmm. And in high school, like my in the mid, like when I was in the big league at the time, I was probably like this far apart. And then like in high school, I was like this, like real tall, like straight up, and just like lift my leg and hit. Mm-hmm. And like that's what I did because it felt natural to me. Right. I was like, man, I can give myself, I can get in a good, consistent position here all the time, and just like let my athleticism and my swing just like work for me. Right. And just be consistent, like get in this spot and just do it. It's like, I think I can do it. Just like sitting there like, I don't know why I can't just do that. So (laughs) the next day I went to the cage and are doing flips. And I was like, told our hitting coach, hey, man, I'm going to try some crazy shit right now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say anything for like 15 swings. Just like let it happen. uh, It's me getting loose. Like I'm just getting loose right now. Just like let this shit happen. Like this is what I want to (laughs) do. And he's like, like, all right. Whatever, bro. Like it's probably a terrible idea. You just made the all-star team. Like. Mm Why the fuck are you changing something right now? Mm. Usually that's like, hey, buddy. Yeah. This is not a good, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Bad. Stop doing that right now. <laughs> Whatever you thought you were about to do, no. Yeah. He was like, all right. Uh. Like, yeah. Yeah. Do that shit. Okay. Got in there. Just like, rocket. Rocket. Crazy. Rocket. And I was like, really? Mm. And I was like, fuck it. I'm doing this in batting practice too. Best VP I'd taken all season. Like driving the ball is true. Like backspin the right way. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh. We were facing Rich Hill that night from the Dodgers. We're like, well, I ain't got shit to lose here. Like, this is coming from here. It's yeah. coming from here, here. You know, hit. Seven different curveballs, fastballs. Yeah. Like, what do I got to lose? Mm-hmm. You know? First at bat, like, laid off some tough pitches double like drove it pretty good to the to the pull side all right it's pretty good next at bat like fastball and kind of just flew out to left like, ah, that's a pretty good pass and then mm-hmm. got two more hits that night it kind of gave me the confidence like oh man like yeah I might be honest something and like just stay with it and you can kind of see like if you watch my second half kind of see it just like morph like this the stance isn't what i thought it was in my head in mm. the game yet uh, but then a couple weeks later, like the end of August, end of August, beginning of September, mm-hmm. I was doing what I was envisioning in my head. Mm-hmm. It just took me a while because, like, right. that's how your body and brain work. Right. But it was trippy, man. And I was just like, I think I was just, like, I want to try this and just try right. it and trying to be consistent and like having thought processes from past coaches and, like you said, talking to Donnie and Barry and. We had a guy who's the White Sox hitting coach right now, Frank Manichino. Mm-hmm. And then with our guys at the time, it was Darnell Coles and, and Jason Lane. Mm-hmm. And just, like, taking stuff from all that that made sense to me and, like, 
my thought processes and stuff at the place different than what somebody else is going right. to think and do. Like what I think to achieve something is different than what you would think to achieve something. Right. But we might be getting to the same place. And like it kind of just, I was like, all right, like I'm, I'm doing something here. Like I'm finally kind of taking this next step as a player that I always knew was in there. Right. And it was just for me like That'd looking a good feeling. at this stuff and be like, I want to just try this. And like I was convicted in it though. It wasn't me like, looking at this like I'm gonna try this and see if we can do something right. crazy here it was like conviction behind it and thinking like that's a key yeah and I was like I'm really passionate about this like I feel like this is for whatever reason I feel like I can I can do this mm. and like I think it's a good idea mm-hmm. which like do I you, said it's dangerous when you make the absolutely. all-star team like I can go the other way in a hurry swing though. adjustments are like a big yeah. especially mid-season huge that's a terrible swing. that's an off-season thing right. most of the time yeah like, hey take five months and do this the right way mm-hmm. not like take 24 hours and go roll it are you thinking when you're in the box um i think about like when to start and like my approach or situation wise but i'm not a big like in-game video guy and try and make like drastic adjustments in game because i think a lot of times like the swing you got that day is the swing you got so you got to figure out how to make it work like you can't just like oh man thinking about my hands or like am i standing like this in the box Mm -hmm. i've done it before it's just like it doesn't work yeah you just got to work with what you got that day right Feels like, feels then, like, the, yeah. The amount of swings you've taken in your lifetime, <laughs> you a know, like ton. when you get yeah. in the box and thinking at that point, it's kind of null and void. It's like, yeah, uh, at I least mean, about your you swing. You got what path. you got, and like, dude, it was like such a weird feeling. Like I was just like, just like in a zone there. Like it was just like, yeah, you went so like nuts. focused and like all this stuff and great man. It was weird though. Like that changed my life. That like, August and September changed my entire life, my entire career. Everything that one day of looking at this video and trying to make this change in that cage isn't it crazy? Changed everything, bro. Like, isn't it crazy? And the, the intuitive you said something that would, that struck a chord with me, and, and um, you have a lot of innate things that guide you the right way, obviously. But the you know, thinking about oh, I did you know, I went back to what was natural, like when I was a kid, I mm-hmm. got because that was what's natural, and there's something about natural. Um, in the sense of like, I connected with intu- intuition in a sense. Like, you had an intuitive feeling come from inside you. I I I, I, I like regard the intuition as like our guide. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think any of the things that are truly intuitive to us are happening as an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people that that follow their intuition the most usually end up where they're supposed to be. It might not be how everyone else wanted them to go. You know, there's some guys. I think of Johnny. You know where. Mm-hmm. Johnny, from the outside looking in, everyone regards him as a failure. But deep down, I know, it, just because I'm very close with him, he no, lo- he no longer had a passion for playing. He hated it. Mm-hmm. And he went to, it actually drove him to a point of addiction and wanted to escape, you know, the reality of, like, needing to be this person that he didn't want to be, mm-hmm. you know? But to your point of, like, that intuition of, it's so odd. Like, you get that feeling one day and you're like, let me check. Let me let me let me look back at these videos, and then you have that gut feeling, and you go do something, changing your swing on the fucking middle of an All Star year. Right. You know, and if you had a camera on me in that house, just like looking down at me, like this guy's out of his fucking mind. Because mm. <laughs> I was probably locked in on that video, uh, that iPad for hours, bro, and just standing up by myself, like yeah. trying to do what I was thinking, like mm-hmm. in a mirror. Like I still do that all the time in the hotel. Like it, it, I could visual- wake up at like three thirty in the morning and go stand in front of a mirror and like try and figure something out if mm-hmm. I'm like sucking because I can't sleep. Yeah, can't stop thinking about it. Right. Are you are you a visualizer and or have you ever meditated? Yeah. I don't really meditate, but like I'm very visual. Like I can think of stuff. 
like if I watched you hit and like I liked something that you did, and I was like, man, if I could like try and get my body to do that, like I watch somebody that hits similar to me, and it'll mm-hmm. be like, oh yeah, shit, like I got to do that. Like he's locked in on that right there, and that's why like that's why that round of BP was really good, or like oh that that's that's what he did right there. That's why he, you know, that swing wasn't what he wanted it to be, and like I can see that and like try and copy that with my body, and like whether I do it or not. Sometimes that thought process will get you locked in or like get you back to what you need to do or like those little right. subconscious reminders. Right. And like that's kind of how my mind works with this baseball thing. Like I just like see guys do things or like I think of like I want to be in this position or like I want to do that. Mm. And I try and get myself in that position and be able to do that or like have that thought process. And like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Right. And in that case it worked, but even now, I still do it, and mm. I just—I don't know. That's just how my mind works. Right. It's—it's it's it's probably unique. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of guys do that. Maybe they do, but yeah. that's how I think about it. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, that changed my mind. Like changed my life so much. Those two months, dude. Like mm. everything. Like I could go do whatever I wanted in Milwaukee for from September, yeah, or not September, fucking... from April till literally July. I could go to the grocery store. I could go to the third ward. I could go to the public market. Walk around. Like, do whatever we have this like community outreach program where they give you five hundred dollars and you give it away to people like here's a hundred bucks man like take Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and like i was trying to give away my money and people were like oh man like i don't don't want money's no good here like what's the cat like what's the catch you know like in like may yeah bro literally nothing i'm giving you a hundred dollars to like better your day (laughs) it's like a community act of kindness thing like my name's christian i play on the brewers this is the initiative we have like Mm -hmm. here's a hundred dollars like do something great with it if you don't want it you're free to give it away to somebody else or something but like this is a hundred dollars just like bettering the community kind mm-hmm. of. And like I started trying to like sell people to take a free hundred dollars, <laughs> you know, in May. Yeah. And at the end of September, I have forty-five thousand people chanting MVP in a stadium. Right? So like you go from that to that, it's like a mind blowing world. Like your whole world's like completely different. Did it fuck your did it fuck your psyche up at all? Or were you just like The first time it happened to me, I got so nervous. Like I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Like this whole stadium's chanting MVP for me. Like don't strike out, right? <laughs> you know? And then it's something that I started to like feed off of. Like, it was nuts. Like, I wish everybody could experience that feeling. Like, it's a high, you know? I don't do drugs or nothing like that. Yeah. But this shit was a high, bro. Like, when you're, you're in a stadium that's sold out and the whole place is chanting MVP for you and you're on this stage in front of everybody mm. and you're crushing it, mm. you know? And... They were chanting that. I'd hit a homer. The place would go nuts. You hit for the cycle, go crazy. Sheesh. And you're just sitting there, like you talk about, like after games, like going home and it's quiet by yourself. You'd be in a house like this, like it's quiet by yourself. And it's like, what is going on right now, bro? Like, what is happening? Crazy. Like, yeah. you're still you. Like, you're still you. Yeah. You're that kid that was in high school, like chasing that dream. And you're mm-hmm. just like, bro, what is happening? Yeah. This whole place is going. My family is, like, at the end of the season, we play against the Tigers and, like, whole place is going nuts and a huge series and hitting big homers in front of it and you're just like like you're just like sitting there yeah after the game or like after that stuff happens you're just like what is this dude like did it's you, like an out-of-body experience yeah did you find it did you find it hard to unwind and go to your normal self where you could relax and go to bed or were you just so amped up from the whole thing it would take me a little bit longer because i was just like dude, yeah no i know that i was like just like what is happening? It's probably a similar feeling of like playing a show in front of like a sold out it's, stadium it's or something. It's such an eerie. It's such an eerie thing. And you go from every, it's it's exactly that. And then 
I fucking but, loved it though, dude. Yeah. Like, I, it, it wasn't like the fact that like, oh, I'm the man. It was just like I'm feeding off this right now, and I think right. that's why like kept me like locked in because you're like, oh, these people like expect this out of you now. Right. You gotta stay locked in. You gotta stay on this. Like, mm-hmm. our team's in the hunt for like this to win the division, and it was just like such a magical time. And I try to enjoy it as much as I could because like you know like this isn't happening all the time. Like this is a this is a small moment. It can be very challenging to enjoy it, though. Yeah, you know, for it, sure. It can, it can. It can. It can be not only in the moment. It can be intimidating, like you said. You it got was. Ner- you yeah, got for the first few times, I was doing. like, yeah, first few times, like, dude, what is, what is going on? It's also something very challenging, and um, I, there's something very symbolic about, you know, you're on that stage, and then you fast forward two hours later, and you're just in that room by yourself, and it's fucking quiet, and it's just it's such an interesting feeling uh, it could be very i don't know how how do you describe that like you literally are there in front of forty five thousand people winning a baseball game that like everybody's passionate about like in milwaukee awesome fans dude. yeah like it is like they're behind you like the city cares Absolutely. they feed off that it's just like i don't know it's an, you're an entertainer for sure yeah but you just like have that crazy experience and then in like you like go home and like you shut the car door and it's like quiet and you mm-hmm. go home and you open your house and it's like quiet take a shit like everyone else <laughs> and you're just sitting there <laughs> and you're just sitting there like man like, what is going on yeah. right now? Like, this is crazy it's cool that you were able to you know to have that outlook because a lot of people get so engulfed in it mm-hmm. where like if you're able to just draw yourself out and be like wow like really enjoy it in the sense of right. at well, least that, acknowledge that was a time those were the times though when you like look back when you're in it you're in it you know mm-hmm. like you're in it you're competing and you're trying to like you know, almost trying to like block those chants out and focus on what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. um, in the game situation or at the time. And then you come back and then like you reflect on it or you see a highlight or something and you're just like, man. Yeah. You know, like even now, like today, if I see like a replay of that Homer or something, like it like takes you back to that yeah. time and like just like, dude, that was so wild. That was me. That was, dude, that was me. <laughs> like that was wild. But then, like I said, the way my life changed so much that year from like the beginning of the year, the middle of the year to like the end of the year. Like 2018 was a mind-blowing year for me, man. Like I never thought like, All-Star game, the MVP was the furthest thing from my mind. Like did I think I was going to win MVP at the All-Star game? Hell no. I was probably like, I was sitting at the All-Star game like, these guys are cool. Like these guys are all real good. <laughs> like in the locker room, like, man, these guys are, these guys are doing it, man. Yeah. And like I was like, yeah, I'm here too, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I was like, oh, I'm the MVP. Like. Hell no, you know? Wow. And even from the middle of July till September, like, that changed so much. Yeah, your notoriety in the city must have just gone fucking through the roof. Yeah, and it was weird. It was wild, dude. Like, yeah. I'm super appreciative for it, and, like, I love, like, that's part of the reason why I want to stay with the Brewers, and, like, I love the fan base there. I love mm-hmm. the city. It's a great sports town. Fucking middle America, man. It's I've spent aw- so much time yeah. in middle America. Awesome, bro. Yeah. And, like, I love it, and I'm so appreciative of the fan base, and it's crazy. But, like I said, I could walk around, do whatever I wanted, and it was, like, no big deal, whatever, bro. And now right. it's different. But right. it just kind of comes with it, and it is what it is. Do you miss that? Uh, at times. Like, I get kind of weird about it. Like, I won't go do things because I'm like, man, like, I just don't want to get seen right now. Like, grocery shopping for me is, like, weird. Like, I, I want to <laughs> go grocery shopping because, like, I don't want people, I'm like, I'm going to grocery shop, and, like, people are going to, like, look in my cart. And, like, they're going to tell their friends, like, I saw him at the grocery store, and, like, he was buying 
Lunchables. Like, yeah, he was buying like whatever. <laughs> and, like it's not a big deal. Like who cares if someone sees your shit? But like yeah, yeah, no, I get it. But like for whatever yeah. reason, like I have like that thought or like I don't know if it was that like social anxiety or yeah. like not really or maybe a form of it. Yeah. Or you're like I don't know if I want to go to this. I don't know if I want to go to this like restaurant here and like order this because yeah. like then the I mean, people are gonna see me here and like no i did that so like you're so mild-mannered too i'm just know? gonna order postmates or like yeah. and my postmates is under a fake name yeah <laughs> it's my two buddies it's like two of my best friends names combined <laughs> and, <laughs> innovative uh, right and uh, yeah. um you know i do like the instacart thing so i don't go to the grocery store and like, like weird things like that and i'm like why yeah. are you doing that like, that's so weird though i get it I get it. But it's like, I don't care. Like, if someone comes and says hi to me or, like, wants to take a picture, like, I don't ever say no. Like, I always say hi. I take right. a picture most almost every time. Sometimes, right. like, whatever. There's sometimes circumstances where you just can't do it. Right. But most of the time, like, yeah, I'm cool about it. Like, I don't have a fear of people saying hi to me or talking to me or, like, I don't dislike yeah. it. Like, I love when people say hello or, like, say they're huge fans of either myself or the team or totally. whatever. Like, it's awesome. I'm sure yeah. you're the same way. But for whatever reason, I don't know why I think that yeah. way. Like, I just won't go to the grocery store. Like, Is it I something won't. you want to change about yourself? Like, maybe, but... Yeah, then you should. Like, I don't know, though. Sometimes I'm like, nah, like, it's just... It's There's just a certain easier. level of... Because uh, you have to be on, I think. Like, when you do that, like, you can't just be, like, chilling, like, going through the grocery store. Like, you're on, bro. Like, yeah. you know, you have to be aware of, like, all your surroundings. Like, some, you're going to have to talk to people. You got to be cool. Like, you got to be nice. Like, no matter what kind of day you're having, like, you got to be on. And yeah. I think that sometimes is why, like, I... Yeah, can be intimidating. ...remove yeah. myself from that situation because mm -hmm. I'm just like, ah, I don't know, dude. Like, right. Maybe not today. And you've lived your whole life, you know, different. But live, if I'm with people, like if me and you went to... You'd be fine. Me and you went to a restaurant and got food, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. It's just like when I'm by myself. I don't right. know why. why I get it. That. I don't go many places alone. I'm the right. same. And I'm, not, like, I'm not even that... I'm not like, not even close to very notable, but it's just... I get it. I get what you're saying. And like, sure. I don't think I'm an A-list celebrity or anything by any means, but like there... It's just like... Yeah. I don't know why. Like now that we're talking about it and thinking about it, I'm like, dude, like, why don't you do that? Yeah. So stupid. But. I've actually challenged myself to do more things alone. Mm -hmm. I have. Uh, and I've, I've, I've actually fa I've found it to be a pretty interesting project on myself. How's that going? Good. Good. I, I, I'm, I mean, I live a very different life, you know? Mm -hmm. I, live, I have a guy's, you know, I'm an independent artist especially, which is very rare. And all the guys, I kind of, my point is, like, I have a team of buddies, but they're also my not even my employees, they work on my team. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I'm usually in a house, like I still kind of live like I'm in college. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I at least have two or three guys with me that help produce my stuff or, you know, all the other things we do. So I've gone out of my way to like, at least like go to a yoga class by myself. Like mm -hmm. I used to think like, oh, what if there's like fans there and I look like an idiot? Like I've had those thoughts, you know? Exact and same thing. I've started forcing myself to do it and I've actually enjoyed it, you know? Not to say that I do it all the time, but I'm definitely like enjoyed the process of right. trying to work on it. But if you think at like a baseline level, if you want to go to the yoga class and do the yoga class and someone thinks go. you're an idiot, who cares? Yeah, like, fucking go. go. Like it's your life, you know? Exactly. Enjoy it. Like do that you shit. You don't want to be prisoner to your circumstances and, and albeit right. they're great circumstances. 100%. And I'm not saying like, like you said, I'm not trying to say that this is a burden or poor yeah. woe is me. It's right. just like you catch yourself like thinking like weird like that sometimes. You know? Right. Like, why do I do that? And yeah. Like, I think it's pretty human of us or of anyone really to, I, I talk about this a decent amount, but the concept of fame or uh, just, it's a man-made concept, right? Like mm -hmm. this isn't, this is like a man-made construct. And I, and I would argue it's not natural for humans to be, one human to be looked at by tons of other humans, you know, and garnered, garner their attention 
you know, in the celebrity aspect, it's like, I think there's a, there's a reason like celebrities have tough times navigating it because it's challenging. It's hard to be on all the time. It's hard to like feel like everyone's looking at me and people have anxiety when, when that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Never mind when you walk in, no matter what kind of day you're having, you're going to have people coming up to you, engaging you, sometimes fucking with you, you know, whatever. Like there's just, it's not a natural thing. So I think it's fairly normal. Yeah, you know? I, it's actually helped me like, and like I told you, like our, our, our notoriety and whatever is, percentage of what some yeah. people's is yeah. you know but when those people like the crazy famous people like do some crazy shit you're like you're like kind of can see how that happened now yeah you know? like i mean because got... if you apply what happens to you times 100 mm-hmm. you're like oh, i man, can see how this I'm dude good just buddies went off with the... post yeah very close to them and <sighs> probably one of the more notable guys in the, in the country you know yeah. in the world like just with his look too right. and it's not it's not very it's it's very very challenging for him, especially, he's, he's got a lot of normalcy to him innately, mm-hmm. like who he is as a person, and to see what's happened just to him, you even like just talk about not being able to go fucking anywhere, right? Like he can't go fucking anywhere without being bombarded, and it's it's scary. It is. Mm-hmm. It's 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 definitely like you can understand how how challenging it can be, um, and you know honestly, it's guided some of my business decisions. You, know, you don't have control. Like, look, you go and ball out, your shit's going up. Mm-hmm. You know, where some of my business decisions, like, I've notably went, like, I've went out of my way to kind of, I like living the way I live. You know, I love walking down the beach and, you know, maybe the few people will say hello. Like, that's great. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I find a lot of value in, like, the normalcy of my life, almost as much as the touring and the girls and the part, you know, the, the rah-rah of it all. Like, I, I get a lot of life energy from that. I definitely enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I, I get a lot of life energy from like being with my buddies and going and getting lunch and the things that yeah make us feel right. You should enjoy it too, cause like there's gonna come a day where nobody gives a shit again, and you're yeah. gonna go back to being like, oh yeah, like hey right. man, like yeah, Mike's a cool dude. Like he used to make some good music back in the mm-hmm. day. He hasn't done it in a long time. Or like, hey, Christian used to play baseball, man. He's sometimes right. he was good, sometimes he wasn't, but that's what he did for a while. Like, what's up, dude? Like it's my neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's what's good. That's gonna happen one day. Yeah. So you should like. You shouldn't look at it as like it's like some burden or you don't like it because like it's a phase of your life and a chapter of your life and you should just experience it and live it. And then like when it's done, it's done. Mm-hmm. And that's it is what it is. And like I for myself, I wouldn't want to look back on it and be like, man, like I wish I experienced this more. Like I wish I was like I just accepted it and just like lived it and next time we're gonna go to yoga class, it's fucking good. Right, just go, man. You know, like <laughs> hey, you know, like just live your life and like what comes with that, it comes with that. Mm-hmm. And like I say, because it's a phase, it's gonna end at some point, and you're gonna be like, "No, oh, you're really you're spot on." You know, you're. It's, it was interesting. I wanted to ask you about this, being such a, kind of a mild mannered guy, and you know, the, the shit you just mentioned about like, yeah, sometimes I don't even want to. I want to, <laughs> you know, I'll just fucking Postmates because I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. Um, what was it like having your hog out in, in front of a whole room for the body? Yeah, dude. Hey, like once I once I realized you did, I was like, oh, that's, I, I wouldn't peg you as a guy to do it, but I think it's right. dope you did. Well, that's kind of why I did it. Yeah, like it's it goes back like, to the thing of like just experience this stuff. Like you have all these opportunities that come with like all these cool doors are now open, mm-hmm. like that you never thought would ever be open. Yeah, it is a really interesting. So like cool look inside them every once in a while, you know, and because when originally when they offered me the body issue, I said no. But the girl that does PR and stuff for me was like, all right, well, that's cool, but I'm not going to tell them no for, like, I forgot how many days. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you this many days. Think about it. You know? Because mm-hmm. I originally wanted to do it during the off season. Because, like, I want to, like, if you're going to, like you said, 
you're going to go just full nude for everybody and a shit ton of people are going to see this. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be ready for it. Like, I want right. to prepare. Like, I want to work out. Right. Or just like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel good about what I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> throwing out there. Mm-hmm. And so they came to me in like July and were like, yeah, like I'm doing like four weeks. I was like, well, I haven't worked out since uh, February. You don't lift during the season? No. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm trying to this year because like you have to for, to play when you get older, you got to take care of your body and mm-hmm. do stuff. And like, I didn't lift during the season for like certain reasons, but it's a long story. But right. at that point, I wasn't working out and I hadn't worked out in months. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to do what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, the body issue. And I was like, no, no, no. When I told you I want to do the body issue. That was like in December, January. Like, that ship is all the way sailed now. I was like, tell them I'll do it next off season. They're like, all right, I'll tell them next off season. Like, they said, no. They said, this four is weeks. <laughs> or it was like, you can do it in it was like a week or like four weeks, wherever it was. I was like, shit. Mm. Tell them four weeks. So we just, we just hog out the whole time? or did? Yeah, it's like four hours, bro. So how that works is. Nice. Yeah. Nice experience. So, and there's like 25 people on set too. <laughs> Decent amount. Oh, yeah. And so. It's a healthy amount. So, um, I was like, once I originally, like, I, I asked like some buddies and stuff. I was like, should I do this? I was expecting them all to be like, hell no. Yeah. Everybody was like, hell yeah. And I was yeah. like, what? Like, yeah, They're you got to do that. Man. And I was like, well, it's easy for you to say because you're not the one that's got to do it. Yeah. You know, which is true to an extent. And I was like, man, like, I don't know, bro. I would have like, needed a fluffer for that one. Oh, I was like, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. I was like, I was like, I'm just gonna. Someone's do it. gotta help yeah. me out here. I was like, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> and so I had like my four weeks to like. I didn't really kind of get ready because I was like, I can't blow out here because I'm lifting in the season to do this naked photo shoot. Right. Like, someone's gonna be like, how'd you blow out? Dude? Priorities. I was like, well, here, listen up, man. Like, I was gonna get ready for this pretty sweet nude photo <laughs> yeah. shoot. So I was hitting the weights a little harder, and that's why I blew out. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, like Brewers fans and my teammates. Like, <laughs> you know, that's not gonna fly. So like, I I tried to work out, but could only do so much. Yeah. And I was like, well, it is good enough. I should be fine. And I I went into it not being weird about it though. I was like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. These people do this all yeah. the time. If you go into this shy and nervous and awkward, it's gonna suck. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna turn out terrible. Right. You made the decision to do it, like fucking rock it. Mm-hmm. Like it is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you go to the set, uh, you get that like the white robe, you know, that says like ESPN body issue on it. And like, here you go, buddy. And you get some sandals that say body issue on it too. Mm-hmm. Um so you put that robe on and like that's it, bro. That's it, you baby. go sit in like the hair and makeup chair. Like they didn't really do much. They kind of just like make sure your hair is in place and they put that little powder stuff on you so you mm-hmm. don't have the the glare mm-hmm. and like walk you through the set. And there's like four different sets set up and they're like telling you what you were gonna do at each one. Mm-hmm. Like, All right, cool. So go to the trailer. It's like a full on production, like it's catered, like it's mm-hmm. an actual production. It's yep. a lot of people on it. Mm-hmm. Um and so I, I went up there, and they were like, do you want to practice in your robe? I was, like, I was like, let's do this. Yeah, I was like, uh, no. <laughs> let's no. do this. Like, let's go. Right so now, I remember guys. actually walking from, the, walking from like the hair and makeup trailer. It was in an abandoned warehouse in Milwaukee is where the, the shoot was mm-hmm. on an off day during the season. Romantic. Yeah, and I, so like all my teammates knew I was doing this. Like yeah. council knew I was doing this. Like everybody was like, Hey man, like, how's your off day gonna be tomorrow? You having a good time? Like, <laughs> yeah, man, it's gonna be great. Like, they couldn't wait for this shit to come out. Yeah. They were gonna fuck with me hard on it. Yeah, which you know is gonna happen. Yeah, of course. But uh, 
so on that walk from the trailer like up the stairs to the set like your heart starts going a little oh, yeah. bit you know it's like like it starts go, it starts beating and you're like oh man <laughs> we're really doing this you yeah. know like it wasn't real like it wasn't really real until like now and i was like whatever like i don't care mm. like you know like, oh well yeah and uh love it yeah, my buddy, uh, I actually, it, I've been to a park. And then so he just went out there and did it. And yeah. like, you're pretty much naked for four hours in front of everybody. Yeah. Like, you have this makeup girl. She follows you around everywhere. Like, yeah. you know, you get dirty from the set. They're, like, baby wiping you off and, like, all that stuff. And, like, mm. they do it all the time, though. It's, like, super professional. And it was cool. And honestly, out of all the things I've done in, like, production days and, like, shoots and stuff, favorite thing I've ever done, that. Wow. It's the most fun I've ever had at anything ever. That's probably very surprising to you too. Going into you're like a little nervous. Yeah, I was about pretty it. nervous about it, but I was pretty excited too. I was mm -hmm. like, "This is cool. Like, I'm at a point in my life where I can do this." And like, I yeah. don't know. How many people go nude for ESPN? It's a, it's, it's a small crop. And uh, <laughs> I was like, man. Oh well, I was way more nervous for that. I had to do it. I did a spray tan before the night before. I was way more nervous for that than the shoot. Like, <laughs> way more, you know. Hey, a little tan adds some size. Well, you, like, know? <laughs> you just gotta be tan. Like, I was just like, damn, bro. Like, I don't yeah. know how to spray tan works. I never got a spray tan in my life, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I went to this place like hat, hoodie. It was like closed. Yeah, and like sunglasses. Yeah, like seriously, like head down. Like nobody see me doing this. And yeah, just like went in there. I was way more nervous for that than the actual That's shoot. Hilarious. I've actually been to the ESPN body party. I'm buddies with uh, Sagan, Tyler Sagan. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you hockey guys, but we gave him a bunch of shit for it. His 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 picture in the, in his in his uh, issue is like, I think he was on like a Zamboni, mm -hmm. and he had a fucking lollipop, and he's ass naked. I'm like, this is fucking, this is hilarious. But yeah. he he had a similar experience. He loved it. Yeah, I mean, loved dude, it. if you go into that, like, oh man, I don't know if I want to. Or I'm like nervous about it. It's yeah, not you're right. It will reflect. Yeah, and like they tell you about it. like those people have seen so much and they've seen it all the time. Mm. They're like, hey man, like you were cool. Like you know, like you had a good time. Like you were easy right. to work with. Like you had fun. Like right. you weren't shy about anything. Right. People that are people that go into that like shy and reserved or don't want to do that or they're like uncomfortable about it. Like doesn't come out the same. It doesn't mm -hmm. come out good. And, like if mm -hmm. you're gonna do that, like hey man, like this is what you knew what you're signing up for. So like, hey, don't mm -hmm. get scared now. And mm -hmm. I think being an athlete actually probably helped me with that just because like the whole locker room atmosphere. And, yeah. Like, everything that goes yeah, on with that. Normalized. Like yeah. being naked around people was like, all right, like whatever now. You know, right. You've done it for so long. Totally. You've know, been on a team for I think that's probably years. the, not being naked in locker rooms, but the, <laughs> the dynamic of the locker room is one of the best parts of sports. Um, that, camaraderie that that's built it's like a family it's like another family you know and right it's hard to explain understand it is hard to a part of it like people are like what do you mean like a locker room like oh frat boys like no it's not even close to that yeah like, nah it's, it's just, just uh you guys are all like just doing so much of the similar things and you're just all your intentions are aligned all the things that you guys want to happen are aligned yeah. for each other you're pulling for each other yeah you experience similar things it's a feel it's a real feeling though and I, I actually went out of my way once I started. I mean, I had a very weird life, but the transition into music happened like almost abruptly, and that was that was the first thing I yearned for, and I I made sure like these guys have been with me for ten, for eight years. Mm -hmm. I've literally like needed to create the team atmosphere and like 
it had that mm -hmm. element again and it made it it made the transition that much easier for me. i mean when you talk to people that are done playing and stuff like that's what they miss the most right like, they miss the game but they really miss like the locker room or the flights or the bus rides or the mm -hmm. dinners like that's just what so, people miss you it know it really is special and just i think being in that atmosphere for so long and like going on that set and everything was like all right look, this this is cool like piece of cake right is what it is right like, you have five minutes of awkwardness and then after the five minutes yeah. is over Everybody's seen what you're working with. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, gone. Yeah, it's gone. And you're like, all right, dude, it is what it is. Like, let's let's do this thing and like try and, and try and like yeah, try and make it, it come up. And it's a weird experience though, man. And like I always tell people, like, if you get the opportunity, like some people are like, no, I would never do that. Like you gotta do shit that scares it. you, man. You and got... there's like a TV like that at the set. And so like they take a picture and like it pops up on there. <laughs> then you're looking you know? at like, wow. No, well, sometimes, like, yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes, like, you, like, mess up the, the jump or something. You're like, oh, we can't use that one, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Next, like, do it again. Yeah. And so, like, I had, like, a jumping one on the wall. I probably jumped on that wall, like, 50 times, mm. dude. Like, every every shot was done so many times because you got to get it just right. Right. And, like, they don't Photoshop it or anything either because I, I went into that. Like, part of me, why I wasn't nervous. Yeah, beefed me up a little bit, guys. Like, that's part of why I wasn't <laughs> nervous because, like, there's no way they, like, make you look bad, you know? Like, right. they'll for sure, like, Photoshop it or touch this thing up a little bit. Not, they're like, no, no, we don't do that. They, this is art. Like, this, the, the human form is art. Like, yeah. the athletic form comes in so many different shapes and sizes. Like, it's art. Right. And once they said that, I was like, oh, Fuck. shit. <laughs> Uh-oh. You know? Fuck the art. I was like, oh, man, yeah. I was like, just Photoshop that, man. Like, come yeah. on. Like, no, yeah. no, no. Like, this is, this is art. And that's when I was like, huh? You probably felt, did you feel a level of, like, confidence or freedom from doing something that you, you felt was like your gut reaction said no and it was challenging and different uh did you feel did you even did you feel like going walking out of there like you know almost like a almost like you had a three for four day yeah, where dude, like a huge accomplishment yeah exactly feeling. like maybe i don't know maybe like a huge accomplishment but it was like a for the next few days yeah i was like it was just like a different experience like really? you yeah. just like felt like better about everything like Hell yeah. Dude. What's like, that? That's, that's to sad. do things that you don't think you can do or like will do and then you do it and it's over with and you accomplish it. It was better than you thought it was And you're be. like, damn, dude, I'm so glad I had that experience and I did it and I didn't say no. Because mm -hmm. I said no. I did say no. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. You know? And then a couple of days later I said yes. And then once I experienced that, I was mm. like, damn. Really cool. I'm really glad. I challenge yourself. to. I'm really glad that. that I didn't say no to that because I wouldn't have this experience I wouldn't be talking to you about it right mm -hmm. now. I'd be like, dude, this show was awesome. And like, yeah. I loved it. And like, I'm so thankful for doing it. And um, yeah, man, like, it's really cool. It was, it was wild. Yeah. Cause challenge yourself to continue to do things like that as they, as they appear. I think anyone listening, that's, I mean, look, your life, your life's going to be a lot different than, than Christians in a lot of ways, but at the same time, little windows of opportunity to do something different, break the stagnation, break the, you know, there's there's a certain element to life that becomes very redundant, the rat race element of it. Like, and you know, obviously life requires a lot of task doing. There's things you have to buckle down, do shit you don't want to do, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But when you have opportunities to experience new things, fucking go for it. You know? Yeah. Go for sure. it. Then I feel like most people I sit here and talk to, in one way or another, they have that in them where they go they go and challenge themselves they rise to the occasion and challenge themselves and i feel like yeah, life's about going for it man like mm -hmm. you gotta take some sort of risk sometimes and like mm -hmm. there's not really like there's no sure thing right there's no sure thing in life like everything you do comes with an element of risk mm -hmm. right so like 
go for it. Like, don't sacrifice and do something that, like, maybe, like, the percentages or the odds say, like, it's a better chance of happening. Like, if you really want to do something, like, do it and, and go for it. And, like, that's, that was my outlook on baseball. When I got drafted, I was like, I'm going to know if I can do this shit pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I was like, on two, three years, like, I'm going to sign. And, like, I'll know, like, maybe, like, I won't be done or released or not. But, like, in your heart of hearts, you're going to know, like, mm-hmm. I can hack it or I can't. Right. Like, you can't fool yourself. Like, right. you're going to know. Like, you, you might not admit it to other people, but like, you're going to know. And so I always looked at it like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to give everything I got to this and, and see. And mm-hmm. the risk to that was, like, dude, I could be, like, a 26-year-old freshman in college if this doesn't work out, you know. Which is real. Starting over. Which is like, very real. I was like, well, I'm like, what am I going to do? Not do it. Like, right. Of course I'm going to do it. Of course. And, well, fucking panned out buddy yeah it did but like, at the time i was like I yeah, don't, it wasn't definite that's, that's yeah it wasn't out. like a. oh yeah for sure like you just sign your name on this contract and you're gonna be in the show yeah no way so you got a house in malibu you got a house out here you're mm-hmm. built building in both places mm-hmm. exciting times it's yeah. uh the next phase of life is getting those residents i'm doing i'm building in nashville now and it's been an interesting little part of part of my life i wanted to, I want, let's end on let's end on this where when baseball is over what do you want it what, what do you want? Are you even looking at life? I, I know we talked about taking it a day by day, and, and obviously you're right in the fucking thick of your career, obviously. Mm-hmm. You're still a young guy and have so much more to do. But one, do you think about life outside of where you are in the sense of like, I have, you know, I'd say you got 30 at least, you know, who knows? You could fucking die tomorrow. You have 30, 40 years of life on this planet. Um, Really, like, and, and baseball is such a small, small piece of life mm-hmm. existence as a human. Like, yeah. And I, for so much of my life, baseball was my existence. Yeah. Even doing music, it was my existence. And I've, I've been challenging that so much just because I want to make sure that I'm living, too. You know, right. I'm not just, I have such a rare opportunity. Agree, and, yeah. and, and obviously you do as well. Now, the difference between you and I, and this is why I'm going this way with this, is that, like, there's so much regiment to your life um, for so much of it, you know, mm-hmm. given the season. We talked about how long the season is and the demands that for you to be as great as you are, all the demands that you've met um, with your time and your energy devoted to this game. Um, are you thinking about that at all? Like, what else do I want to do here while I'm a fucking, while I'm Christian Yelich, you know, like while I'm just this regular human being? That's what you are after yeah. all this, you know? I think there's a... Yeah, I mean, I'm 29, man, you know, like, and I don't even feel, like, I feel like I'm, like, 23, 22, you know, like, like, fucking 12. I don't think I'm about to be, like, 30 years old next year, you yeah. know? Yeah, like, isn't it so strange? There's such a, there's, there's so much that's happened already in life, and, like, there's so much that I, like, I hope to happen and experience going forward, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, both of us got a long way to go, you mm-hmm. know? I definitely eventually want to get married, have kids one day, like, experience that whole thing. Right. Um, which I haven't done yet, mm-hmm. and, not really close to doing that <laughs> either, man. <laughs> you know, but I, I would hope to do that one day, and like that's going to be a really cool chapter too. Absolutely. Um, like you said, I'm really in the thick of this baseball thing, so Absolutely. like I'm eight, um, you know, eight years into it now. I still got eight more to go, so mm-hmm. like literally like the halfway point, yeah. And like eight more to go until this deal is done, and like maybe I'll still want to play. Like who knows what I want to do when I'm 36? Yeah, but. You know, that's at least what I'm gonna do till then. Right. Um, so well, I got willing, that. You know? and, yeah, you know, and uh, like you said, enjoying every day and that whole thing. And I've started to think more about like, all right, all that stuff 
now than I did when I was 21 right. in Miami. Like I was the furthest thing from my mind. I was like, right. what am I going to do when I'm done playing baseball? Because mm -hmm. like I wasn't even in my mind. I was like, I'm not even close to being done. Right. Yeah, man. Like you said, you got to enjoy every day. Tomorrow's never guaranteed. Mm -hmm. I've seen that firsthand. You've, I'm sure you've seen it. Oh, yeah. um, so you got to realize how how fortunate and blessed you are. But like I said, I I feel like there's a whole nother chapter and things like I look forward to that, you know, and mm -hmm. baseball is definitely what I do, but it's not going to be what I do forever. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm done playing, like I don't see myself getting into to coaching or anything like that. Like yeah. when I'm done playing, like I'm probably going to be done and yeah. doing who knows what, like, I can't even tell you what I'm going to do because, right. like, it's so far down the road, like, I Absolutely. don't know. And, like, you change so much as a person. Like I said, when I think back to when I'm 21 to 29, like, what I'm doing at 36 and the kind of person I am at 36 and who those experiences are going to be so much different than, like, me and you sitting here on the couch talking about it. Mm -hmm. And, like, who knows what's going to hold, but I'm right. going to try and enjoy it as much as possible and try and keep those perspectives and mm -hmm. values that I feel like are important developed over life. Yeah. And, continue to try and do your best you know realize you're not going to be perfect every day mm -hmm. um even though sometimes you expect it out of yourself it's just mm -hmm. not it's not reality so right. try and not be as hard on yourself enjoy everything enjoy those experiences enjoy life you be thankful it, for your family your friends and you know hopefully blessed to to see like you said many many years and right. many great things you got it man you you have a impressive guy and uh really it's I always, I always say this to the athletes, but just, it, just appreciate the fucking journey, the journey of it all, because you've had such, like you said, man, it's it started twenty years ago. For yeah. You, uh, this journey. Yeah, and, even and, more, twenty five. Yeah, twenty five, yeah. and and you've, you know, the the opportunities and the luck and the, all the hard work, all of it is, cultivated and, you know, nurtured you into who you are, and it's it's just like really, it's really fucking awesome, you know what I mean? And I, I hate, I love. I love seeing guys at least have that awareness. Like, fuck, this is awesome. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it might suck, and I might be in a bad mood if I have a, an offer, but this is just such a gift, you know, that I have and that I'm that I'm I'm nurturing. And it's you just gotta enjoy the days, man. No, so many people dream and aspire to have just one of those days that you get to yeah. live every day. You know? Yeah, man. And I've been fortunate enough to have enough of those checks. Like, you know, those reality checks that we talked about to really fully appreciate those moments now, you know, mm -hmm. like those experiences and like, I don't take them as much for granted anymore. Like you, Because when you're in it, dude, you think that shit's going to last forever. Yeah. You know, you're like, dude, this is going to be my life forever. And you, you know, it's going to end in your head at some point, like mm -hmm. the career and all that. But you're like, nah, yeah. not today. Yeah. So far. <laughs> right. It's so far away, yeah. but. Yeah. It goes so quick, man. Mm -hmm. You know, like it goes so fast that now you realize like once you're in that moment, like just enjoy so much of mm -hmm. it. Like the days you think are a grind are not a grind. Like just, yeah. just enjoy it, man. Be appreciative of it and try and get everything out of it. Like enjoy Absolutely. as much as you can. Have as much fun as you can. And Absolutely. Give everything to it. Because like for me, like I want to look back on my career and like whatever I do in it and just be like, that's what I had, dude. Like no matter how it turns out. Like if it turns out bad or it turns out great or like even better than great like who knows i want to look back on it and be like dude that's all i had like i couldn't have done any better i couldn't have worked any harder i couldn't have given this any more than like that. i mean it's just and like, then you can live with it dude like you can be like dude like, peace you can yeah, have peace like peace and whenever it comes time to walk away from baseball and like not play anymore i'm like hey bro like i gave everything i had i even let my my cock hang out in a room full of strangers <laughs> yeah. i gave i even all. did that i even did that i, man. I really all. laid it all out there <laughs> yeah you know, not many and people can say that. So like, that's what I'm. That's what you want, want to do, and like, I always constantly remind myself of that. Is like, 
when you don't feel like doing something or you don't feel like working out or you don't feel like doing that. It's like, hey, no. Like, yeah. You've got to get, you, I just don't want to be like that what if. Right. Like, I never want to have that what right. if. Like, what right. if I did that shoot? What if I worked a little harder here? What if I didn't? What if I took it more serious? Like, I don't want to ever have to think about that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's my goal. It's like, just keep I think it. you're gonna. I think you're right on pace, and I think you're gonna have an unbelievable career, man. You got all the all the tools. Almost, almost more importantly, you got the you got the right soul for it to be able to translate and do it. Have the right purpose through it all. So it's really good to see. I appreciate you coming yeah, and doing no, this. Thanks man. for having me, man. I'm happy. Uh, we talk about stars aligning, but yeah, I had this conversation. I had Larry King, believe it or not, mm-hmm. came to my house and. Uh, came on the podcast and that was one of his biggest points he's like one day he walked out and took a right on the street and he ended up meeting this guy that told him about a radio job in Miami where he's like what if I went out and took a left you know like and, yes. and it's just a cool way of thinking about the ups and downs and the ins and outs of life like everything every turn that you have to take it trips you out if you really start thinking about stuff like that like mm. you'll just like sit there just like and it's great. I don't even know. Like I don't know how to explain it. Like, yeah. Why? How do? You, why does he? How does he explain that? Like, There's a lot of things that can't be explained. It I just think. happens, you yeah. know. And, and it's. Uh, I think if you can buy into it in the moment, just wherever those turns take you, man, it's where you're supposed to be. You know. Yeah. Obviously, it's it's worked for you, and and uh, I wish you ultimate success. We'll come catch a game when the shit opens back up. Again. I know, man. We're excited. And then for when it. I'm Mount, when's the crib? When's the crib gonna be ready in Malibu? It's tough with construction. <laughs> you know yeah. how that life is, but hopefully yeah. in 2022. Yeah. Cool. When we're in town, I'll holler at you. Absolutely, man. Thank Absolutely. you, buddy. Appreciate you got it, man. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah.